for the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Pebbles and Bam Bam had a band. They had a song that they would sing. What was that song? I think it was like Let the Sun Shine In. Wouldn't they sing that? Let the sun shine in. I don't even know. With the grin. Maybe this is why you hate the cartoons, because you watched the Flintstones and thought that was representative Open of cartoons. Open up your heart and let the sun I got shine. A, I got a hot take for you. Flintstones sucked. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five Minute Delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do. You want a sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Boner. Hello, Manor. Big program today. Teddy's back. Yeah. Excited to see Teddy. How you doing, buddy? I am outstanding. Had to take the day off because the Cowboys blew it. You know it. That's right. That's how he rolls. They blew it. They did. They're horrible. Hate them. You know, if they wouldn't blow it, if they had Cooper Rush Mm. as the starting quarterback. Uh, Or Sean Payton as their coach. Yeah, that's Head probably coach. true. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cowboys Rush or suck. Sean Payton? Both. Okay. <laughs> I agree with both of what you said. Got a yeah. big show today inside the NFL. All the news and notes you need coming up at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What is the game, Boner? Well, Mike, we are within a week of the start of the World Cup. Yes. So, yeah, we're going to do some World Cup trivia. Go Italy. Not in it. They did not, not make it. Not in it. They didn't make it. A- and you know, it's funny. So Beam and I do Bone and Beam United. Brandon Beam, host of Morning Juice. You should listen to that every morning on the fan. If you like soccer, Bone and Beam United, the podcast to check out. We have World Cup previews all this week. They're all there. We have more coming out Thursday. Right, come on, let's get to it. What are we doing? Beam and I were recording our World Cup like finals preview and giving our predictions and all that stuff today. And before we got in there, as we were talking, I said something about Italy. And he goes, yeah, man, I can't believe they missed the tournament. I'm like, well, that's two in a row for them. And he goes, wait. What? And I said, yeah, remember? And we had to go back and double check. We weren't wrong. But yeah, I mean, they missed it four years ago when I the U.S. did. I didn't remember that. They missed it when the U.S. did. The Netherlands missed it that year. Like, these are big-time countries that usually do fine in the World Cup. They All three of them missed it. Netherlands, U.S., back in it now. Italy's still out. I in mean, all seriousness, who are you taking? Who's winning um, it all? I have... Because I got a team. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. I will. Well, I'll, go ahead, and I'll tell you mine. Argentina. That's a good pick. That's my team. Argentina. This will be the final year for Lionel Messi to try to win one with Argentina. He's never won a World Cup with Argentina. Okay. Uh, my pick is Brazil. All right. So we're on the same continent. Yeah, we're on the same continent. That's yeah. right. So spoiler alert there if you want to go listen to the podcast. Teddy, there's other who are you things taking? we talked about. Got a team, I have Ted? Argentina. Uh, Bone has Brazil. Who are you taking, Teddy? Panama. Not, not, in, not it. in it. Not in it. Um... How about Germany? Germany's a good pick. Are they in it? No. Yeah. Okay. They got rid of the guy who used to pick his nose and stick his hand up his ass during the games. Oh, wow. You remember that guy? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You go look up Joachim Lowe, their coach that they had yeah. the last few times. They won a World Cup with this guy, but no joke. Let him live. He would stand there with his finger in his nose, and then he would like wipe his nose and then wipe his hand. Win the World Cup, you could do whatever you want. He would stick his pants like 
he, you know, like how some coaches will stand there and they'll have their hands in their pockets. He would stick his hand inside the front of his pants and then give it a whiff and then pull it up to the nose <laughs> and then put it in the back of his pants well, he's... and then put it back up to the nose. Hey, and then he'd like, pick let's something. not ask how genius operates here. All right. Yeah. That's how he's reading the tea leaves. Reportedly, Bob Costas got his viral pink eye from shaking hands with Joachim Lowe. Not true, but I just thought that would be fun if that was true. Oh, I wish there well, there probably is some sort of soccer equivalent of Bob Costas giving a breathy commentary on that guy smelling his under. Yeah. They tried. They tried. They always try to ignore it. Like sometimes the <laughs> announcers would Why? say, like, just jump into it. Embrace well, it. I mean, it's kind of uncomfortable with a man. It was like a nervous tick. Where there he, just, he is sniffing his crotch. <laughs> But I mean, he, no joke, it was obvious that he had his hand in his pants and then he would pull it out and like touch his nose instantly and then scratch the side of his face and then he'd give a little whiff. You could tell it was a whiff because he would do the like, I'm just scratching my Can nose you thing. Imagine what he does in private. No, I didn't even. Like, wanna... if that's what he does in public. Yeah. Imagine what he does in private. It's just, again, he sticks it all the way up there, <laughs> all the way. Sure. Well, whatever you do in private is none of my business. When I love out, this episode of Friends. When and then he just <laughs> all the way up the turkey glove. German saying nice things. Steve Carell. Is yes. that what I just heard? Yes. That was very good. Yeah. I just, I know that. I love the Chandler Bing. Right. <laughs> I, I know that I would be too distracted if my boss, whether it be on a soccer field or anywhere, that was all he was doing was sticking his hand in his pants, then sniffing it and then touching his nose and then sticking it back in his pants. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to watch the game. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Are we not addressing this? How's that guy pep you up for a big game? It's like, guys, let me tell you something right now. And you're like, oh, God, maybe where was that? Those, look, maybe we we're, we're looking. We're not looking at the easiest explanation. Which you is, said this guy won a World Cup, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Maybe the way to get his team motivated, what's the secret? How do you get out there and have your guys play with their hair on fire? Maybe all week long he's saying to these guys in practice, listen to me, if I don't think you're out there doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're not playing like it's the last game of your life, I'm going to make you smell my fingers. <laughs> I'm going to hold you down, mm. and I'm going to put my Famunga cheese fingers mm-hmm. in your m- mouth and nose. That's the f- and that's all the motivation they need. Yeah. Maybe so. It's like Mike Leach locking kids in sheds. Maybe so. Yeah, he was I mean, he was a good manager. He if you don't remember this, Brazil hosted the World Cup in 2014 and they met with Germany in like a semifinal game and Brazil was like, "Oh, there you go. Brazil going to show the world they're coming back. This is in in their home turf, man. It's a big game and they lost Seven to one to oh, Germany. No. And it was this, it was the hand sniffer who did it. <laughs> yes. It was hand sniffer who came out and was like, I will show you whose home this is. And then he sniffed his hand, stuck it back in his pants, and they scored seven goals. Everybody was like, This is awesome. Well, like a uh, like prosciutto. You ever have prosciutto? Yeah. Italian yeah, the ham. cured ham. Yeah. Right? right. The way they test it is they have uh, a sharp bone. I forget which animal it comes from, but obviously presumably this, not a pig. Th- that I couldn't tell you. Well, I mean, maybe they just took a bone from the pig to do the pig hand. I don't thing. know. I don't know. Anyway, Whatever. sharp bone, sharp bone, and they go where they have all these hams hanging and aging, and they will puncture the ham and sn- professional sniffers 
will oh. come and sniff because they can't cut it open to see if it's done because that ruins it. Oh, right. right. So they puncture it and then they sniff because they can tell by they the smell. Sniff the bone. All right, this one is ready. This one is ready to go. Right. Maybe that's what he does. Maybe. Where he's... Maybe, ah, yeah. Maybe. Time for a substitution. <laughs> I'm I'm at that point in the game. You can tell by like his yes. own body odor that like it's been 70 minutes now. It started to turn down there. They're like, coach, we have a clock. You can just look at the clock. No. He's like, no, 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 no. I got to do it for amateurs. Maybe he can tell time just by smelling in general. Maybe- I smell the chode and it tells me. <laughs> it tells me how much stoppage time we're going to have. Chode <laughs> sniffing. Yeah. Sniffing the bone and chode sniffing. Right here on the fan. So anyway, right. uh, I'm glad we got to talk about World Cup Lowe. trivia. I'm going to uh, you know what? I will do this. I will try to find. I'm sure it exists a video of him just so you can see that I'm not making this up. And no, I will tweet I, that I out. You. I've no, seen no. It. Now I want you to. I want to force people to watch this guy <sighs> at Degenerate T Bone. I will tweet that out here momentarily. Jackets hosting the Flyers again tonight. Seven thirty start time. This is exclusive on ESPN Plus. And of course, you can catch all the action right here on the fan. But it's ESPN Plus. No rimmer tonight. I was looking at the projected lines. It's Elvis between the pipes. And uh, as we mentioned yesterday, everyone is dead. Hmm. Zach Wierenski's dead. Uh, Voracek's dead. Patrick Laine's dead. Blankenberg is dead. I saw they did activate Corrali today, so he'll be there. Uh, even with everyone in a state of dead... Did you see who's a healthy scratch tonight? I saw Roslovic did not get uh, called no, in to no. play. That's uh, Ken Johnson apparently getting the getting the look tonight. All right. So oof. jackets and flyers again. John Tortorella appreciation night number two over at Nationwide. Maybe Torts. Uh, you know, maybe he needs to start scratching and stuffing a little bit. You know, he he lost the last time here, and I. Rumor has it there was no scratching and sniffing. That's going what he on. does with his dogs before the game. Oh, I see. He scratches his dog's balls, <laughs> sniffs that. Why? 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 What would that possibly tell him? I mean, at, I, least, he's, he's an at least your own bo we would don't tell question. you. No, your own bo though might tell you like, ah, it's getting a little little humid in here. Maybe I need to think about pulling this line off the ice and you know let's switch it up. Let's change some things. This guy's tired. You know, you're you're looking for answers where answers don't exist. All right, we're not in that world. Like the old fishermen and the mariners, they'd be out at sea. And it's like, look at that. That whale dong is a different color. That means weather's coming. I see. You know, they have these little things that tell them. Yeah, they do. They don't rely on science. It's all a little extra ESP sort of thing. We know they don't rely on science, right? Yeah, they have that like, what is it? uh, Red in the morning, sailors take Take warning. warning. Red, Red sky at night, night sailor's, sailor's delight. delight. Yeah, that's just, that rhymed. And they were like, that's, you know what? I'm going to plan my trip to Asia with that in mind. They just look at the sun and be like, oh, it's red tonight. I guess well, I'll be I good mean, tomorrow. At certain points in history, Bone, that's all you had. No, I know that. You didn't but, have advanced technology. But it also like, what if those words didn't rhyme, but that was still accurate? <laughs> Would they not adopt it just because it was a cutesy rhyme? Were they all like too stupid to remember this? How do you know the weather's coming, Captain? I was smelling my own sack. By the way, don't and forget. I can tell. Don't forget. Whale dong probably is what the Seattle Kraken are named after. Because remember that we saw that story where they said a lot of these ancient myths and tales of, you know, these captains would come back and say, I saw a sea creature that was 
It was just no, violently you, you wrestling. Saw an no. erect whale's you, penis you saw is what some, you saw. You saw some whales trying to do it. Yeah. And they didn't know how to process all this, what this is giant. That? They happened upon a whale orgy out in the ocean. And of course, they didn't know how to process all the flapping and slopping and all kinds of tentacles and things popping out of there. They thought it was a monster killing a whale. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no. That's how whales are made, buddy. But he didn't know that. So he'd come back like, I saw this thing. It was called, I called it a kraken. And they'd be like, are you sure, Captain Ahab? And he's like, I'm absolutely sure. Now give me me rum. And you're like, why? Why? Why did we name rum after this? It's whale dong. And he was like, get me a hockey team. I'll prove it. And it just, now we have a hockey team with Kraken on it. So weird. (laughs) The NFL wants to expand to new countries. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Heavy slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find 270 on the east outer belt northbound at 670. There are some ramp restrictions. You'll find a crash in the ramp lanes from 670. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. A plan on some heavy stop-and-go delays. Traffic report is sponsored by Tobico Sportsbook. Nothing beats the Ohio home field advantage. Go to winohio.com or download the Tobico Sportsbook app. You can win free bets, prizes, and a chance at Ohio experiences. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms, conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Eliana Ray with fan traffic. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. 10TV wants to send you to the game against the team up north. Make sure to watch Wake Up Seabus all week at 6.15 for a daily trivia question. Then head to 10TV.com for a chance to win a pair of tickets. Make sure to watch every day to increase your chances to win. Every day. Mike, I didn't even, I, I literally just went into the Twitter GIF, GIF, yeah. GIF machine and searched Joachim Lowe, the former manager of Germany. I found not one, not two, but three examples of clear hand into stinky part of body and then right to nose. I also found, and I forgot about this, this man would pick the bug and then eat the bug. Nice. Like, I mean, d- like... There's there's videos of him with his hand so far up his nose, and then another adult on his coaching staff would like walk up to him and be like, "Excuse me," and Yoki, and he'd go, "Oh yes," and he'd just remove his hand, and then they'd walk away, and he'd turn around and be like, "It's time to bite my fingernail," and it's like, "I know what you're doing. It's so gross." So I try Again, to find- if he's doing this during the okay. game you when he not- knows cameras are watching him. Imagine what he's doing in private. Okay, I want you to go. To my at degenerate. I saw it. I no, saw- no, no. I posted a third. I posted two more. I posted one of these right as we were coming back on the air. You have not seen this third one. All right, hold on. I told you this man had his hand down the back of his pants. I want you to see what was happening. This was on TV. This was at the UEFA like Euro Championships. Hand is like fully in the back of his pants. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. I found, this in, I found this in 30 seconds, is what I'm telling you. There are so many examples of this man. He is perhaps the grossest human being to achieve like high-level sports success. Has to be one of the grossest people in the world. So, And then, of course, there's videos of him like walking up to another coach after the game. Be like, oh, hey, how you doing? And shaking hands. And you're like, ah, ah, wash it with gasoline after you're done touching that guy. You don't know what's on there. Jeez. 
Oh my uh, lord! I'm sorry. I've derailed the show with this. That's but fine. Add degenerate T-bone. Go find me on Twitter. You got to see it. all the pictures. There you go. All right. Monday night football last night. Commanders and the Eagles. Their first loss of the season. Who the hell saw that coming? Well, not me. No, but that was that's uncharacteristic for the Eagles this oh, year. Oh, they right? were they were sloppy, turning a ball over. They had penalties. Was it four turnovers? How about this for the time of possession too? Commanders time of possession. 40 minutes, 24 seconds. Eagles, 19 minutes, 36 seconds. The Commanders ran the ball 49 times. The Eagles only had 47 plays. That is impressive. No, that was a a great game by the Commanders. The score is not indicative of how not close this game was because Washington pretty much put this one out of reach early on in the third quarter and it really was. I mean, the Eagles were sloppy. They were not playing well. They looked undisciplined. All those things. Like, something that they have not done all year. I think, what did they have? Uh, turnovers prior to... Four. I think the entire no, season no, it was, was four, Yeah, it was three right? or four the entire season, and they have four last night. So I was going to save this for later, but I'll bring it up now. Okay. You know, Philadelphia is often a punchline. Their fan base. Oh, they boo Santa Claus, all this other stuff. And people are looking at this today and sort of rolling their eyes. I look at this today, I admire the passion. Are they out of their minds? Of course they are. But people think we're out of our minds when we come on and we critique a 40-point Buckeye victory against some no-name team. Right. Right? I mean, they have a certain idea of what they want their football team to be. When they don't live up to expectations, like last night, they get upset about it. But let's also remember, this is an 8-1 and football team. Before last night, no one was questioning who the best team in the NFL was. It was the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Here is the poll question for the WIP morning show in Philadelphia today. This is yeah. what they put on Twitter. Should the Eagles fire defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon? Wow. Yes or no? Wow. That's what the Eagle fans are talking about today. Yes, we're 8-1. and one. However, that last night was special poo. Should we fire Jonathan Gannon? Yeah, I mean, that's probably a little too far. Perhaps, but I admire the passion. Well, look at this. I mean, I'm not, I don't think uh, when you're 8 0 and then you lose a game, the idea is let's start firing assistant coaches. But the part that I do understand is the Eagles are looking at this saying, we have a chance to go win a Super Bowl this year. Are we confident that everyone on this staff is the best fit to help us win a Super Bowl? And I, I get that at least the question being out there. I don't, there's no chance the Eagles are doing any of that. They're not going to fire anybody off this team. Maybe in the offseason, if they just lose every game the rest of the way out, then there would be some firings, I would guess. Now, what do you think the votes are for this? Because I just clicked on it. 7,475 like, votes. I'm going to guess it's like 55 45 firing. Pretty close. It was, it, no, it's 58% no. Oh, okay. And 42% yes. Well, there you go. Eagles fans are still fairly rational, I would say, by that logic. But I appreciate the passion. Uh, The NFL is looking to expand. Look, this is not breaking news. There there will be teams in England at some point. We saw they had a game in Germany this week. The fans went crazy for it. They're going to put teams in Germany. They want to expand to other European countries. So this story I'm reading says that Spain and France are on their radar for international games. Maybe I knew this, but I forgot it. It says Spain has a slight edge because the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins now have home marketing rights in the country. 
The NFL has divvied up international rights to interested teams covering 10 countries, including Australia, Brazil, Canada, Germany, Ghana, Mexico, and the UK. No teams have rights in France. Interesting. It's very interesting to me. Like, did the Bears say, yes, we want Spain? Were they assigned Spain? I feel like there there was a... Like, at some point, there was a process where they went through this because i i feel like we did that story maybe where, we did i forget are there people there was, walking around spain in ditka mustaches <laughs> just waiting <laughs> waiting for him to come ditka yeah i don't think so but i think it, i think it had to do with the nfl working with the ownership groups to say who would like to eventually play games here who feels like they have a strong enough you know community in their local market that this would make sense to do you know so nobody that, picked up france I don't. I don't know. Maybe France wasn't on the list. Ghana, Ghana has international rights, but France—that I don't. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I do know that it shocks me that the NFL was so surprised by the German success of this. Like they're all talking today, like, "Oh, we might Germany might be the best place we've ever put football, other than America." And it's like, no kidding. The place that has fallen in love with the sport back when you had. NFL yeah, you're Europe. Right. Why was this such a surprise? They're like, I can't believe this was so good. We talked about, and this is something that Germany does do right as far as sports go. If you like sports in Germany, they make it affordable for you to go to these games. I'm not saying the NFL will be affordable when that happens more often, but in Germany, their sports culture is soccer is king and soccer is something that you get to watch at a relatively cheap price. They keep the prices low. They're, they're people who run the Bundesliga, their German soccer league. They all what did you say, say the cost of like beer was? Oh, beer is like... It's like $2 or yeah, something, Yeah, it's like right? two or four bucks for a beer. And and they sell it. They'll sell you eight or ten at a time. And they have like carriers. The guys will just walk around with these giant carriers of beer, beer cups. And they take them back. But they also keep the prices fairly low because they want to have a lot of fans in attendance getting into the game as opposed to the wealthy fans getting there and then... Or not showing up because they bought the tickets, but then they couldn't make it to the luxury box that night, and those sit empty. They want fans who want to be there to go. So if that's what they do at the NFL in Germany, I'm quite sure the fans will eventually will continue to flock to it like that because they've developed a culture there, sporting wise, where they say, "Yeah, we value the fans first, and the games are important, but the fans being there is equally important." Ryan Day with his weekly presser today. You will hear from the coach coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find 270 northbound at the east outer belt. That crash has cleared from the ramp lanes from 670. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. You'll also find an accident involving injuries on Route 161 west of Cleveland Avenue. Please be careful as things get clear. This traffic report is sponsored by UPSJobs.com. UPS is hiring warehouse workers, drivers, and tractor trailer drivers near you at a rate of up to $30 an hour and bonuses for some roles. Apply now at UPSJobs.com slash shift. Make the shift make a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. You will hear from Ryan Day coming up in mere moments. Thanksgiving is a week from Thursday. Uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say that I'm the culinary expert here on the show. No, it's not. Right? You're, you're definitely far and above. Unless Ted is secretly like, Cooking up some stuff I'm not aware of. No, I can uh, bake a little, but uh, when it comes to cooking, that's the man. Right. I'm here. I'm here to help you. Okay. All right. Help you with the meal, because 
People try and do too much. And I'm all about making things from scratch if it's that much better. If you taste, you know, oh my God, this was worth the effort. But I just saw this from America's Test Kitchen. Nixing store-bought croutons and drying it yourself makes a big difference. Here's how to dry out bread for stuffing. People, don't dry out your own bread for stuffing. Stop it. Buy the pre-dried cubes at the grocery store. I have done it. I have made the homemade version. It was a pain in the ass, and it didn't taste much better. Do not do it. Well, the other part of that, too, is I'm quite sure there is a version of the green bean casserole that does not involve the green bean casserole that you and I know and love, the one that's on the back of the recipe box for the uh, the, the French's uh, right, the dried onions thing. Upgraded or yeah. modern take green bean casserole. But sometimes you end up liking the taste of the thing that maybe is an in, quote-unquote inferior food product. Well, and I'm not telling you not to make your own homemade stuffing. Make it. But buy the pre, pre-dried cubes and then make your own homemade stuffing. Well, right, right. Do that. Yeah, don't dry out your own time. bread. Well, spend the whole, spend the time on the thing you want to make. I'm just, but you're, but also, if you love the taste of stovetop, then just do stovetop because it's also delicious. I get that the like homemade stuffing is better. I like it. I also really like stovetop. Want to know why? Why? Because there's like nine days worth of salt in stovetop. And sure by the way, is. I approve of it. What? Right, that's the other thing that gets unsaid when people are like, oh, you got to make it yourself. Don't buy the store-bought crap. Too much sodium in there. It's Thanksgiving. Well, but then then I go watch their recipe, and they're like, okay, we're going to make grandma's mashed potatoes. First things first, two sticks of butter. And it's like, oh, okay. So <laughs> we're, we're going to make sure that it's like better and more wholesome for you, you, but we're still going to put in all the bad ingredients. With the mashed potatoes. Now, some of you probably have a terrific recipe. By all means, make it. But if you're in a pinch... Costco sells like the pre-made things of mashed potatoes mm. that you can put right in the microwave. Oh, yeah. And they're delicious. And if you want to make them extra lux- luxurious, add a stick of butter to that. Oh, melt, yeah, yeah. Melt it in there and then mix it in. People will look at you and say, this is the best potatoes in the world, and you didn't make it. Oh, I will tell you this. This is for like parents. If you have picky eaters at home and you've got you know little kids that you're like, oh, man, I'm going to make mashed potatoes, but I want to make them lumpy and with all the the skin on them and stuff like that that maybe that's the way your family always had it and your kids are like i don't like that go get those like dollar packs of the flakes the for the mashed potatoes the dried potato yeah, flakes just yeah. you boil water dump that in and then don't tell you don't have to just tell the kids like hey i made mashed potatoes for you and then let them try that they will probably be just like oh great mashed potatoes and then you can make yours the way you want it with all the good stuff in it and they can just have like, because the, they're probably going to eat two bites of it anyway, and they go run and play with their cousins or whatever. Right. People get too stressed out around the holidays because they're trying to do too much. Take the shortcuts when available yep. to you. I, I think that's great. Because advice. then you're not going to enjoy any time with your family. All right, Ryan Day today. Ryan Day, what do you want to hear? You want to hear mental reps for injured players? You want to hear about that? I, yeah, let's do that. All right, here's Ryan Day. He was specifically talking about the running backs when they're not physically able to practice doing other things. You know, in a perfect world, everyone's healthy and everyone's practicing and getting all the physical reps that you would need in, in a game week. We have physical reps and mental reps. And so what you have to do is you have to really focus hard on, if you're not getting all the reps that you need in practice, being in the back 
and getting the mental rep, putting yourself in there, actually physically walking through that rep and seeing the picture, then going through watching the film and doing a lot of extra work uh, on your own. That's why I give Xavier Johnson a lot of credit last week because he didn't have all the physical reps, but he was able to put it on the field at a pretty high level when he was in there playing that position. So that'll be the challenge if those guys aren't able to physically practice as much. If you're concerned about the running backs, get in line, because so am I. Uh, Ryan Day did say today that he's optimistic that they could have either one injured guy back or both injured guys back I just want to preface, when go ahead and play this, but what I want to say is I saw this tweeted out like seven different ways from people who were like, Ryan Day says he thinks all three guys will be healthy and everybody will be good to go next week to Ryan Day is optimistic one of or two might be good to go in the coming days. So there were varying degrees of how this was taken. Just listen to it yourself. I don't have it. I thought you. No, I was. I was saying. I was telling you what he said. I don't know. It's what everybody's been talking about. If it's here, it's not labeled. Maybe Teddy can find it. Okay, good. I thought you were. I thought you were setting it up to play it. No, I don't have it. By the way, can you? Do you have that first running back clip again? Because I swear, at the end of that, I heard new Ryan Day bullwhip in the background. Well, we put. No, 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 no. There's, there's something very faint. I'm not going to play. 35 okay, seconds go, again. Go to like the last 10 seconds of it. Can you do that? Right, hold on. Oh, I'm so sorry. Delicate genius over there. Oh, God. Yeah, this right, is way on, better. Hold on. It's a lot of credit last week because he didn't have all the physical reps, but he was able to put it on the field at a pretty high level when he was in there playing that position. So that'll be the challenge if those guys Did aren't you hear able it? to physically No, practice. I heard you, like, I think you somebody heard sneezed Did you something. hear something in the background? There was some noise, There yes. was some kind of yes. something in the background. I don't, I don't think it was a bullwhip. I think somebody sneezed. Okay, but it, let's say it again field at a pretty high level when he was in there playing that position so that'll be the challenge if those guys aren't able to physically practice as I, much. it almost sounds like it's further away or something but there's a noise going on in the background is what i'm telling you okay thanks for pointing it out yeah well we've got it ryan day bullwhip watch we got to keep an eye on it uh here's ryan day on if they're playing their best football right now do i think we've played uh, our best football yet no I, I don't <laughs> i think that we can play better in all three phases and we're gonna have to to go reach our goals and this is a constant chase towards being the best version of ourselves and every week that's that's the goal is just to get better and how fast can we get better in certain areas i think that was keels sneezing in there well, keels coughed or something or someone coughed in the background. Excuse me. There. Hold on. Let's hear it. Let's hear that let's one. Hear again. That again. Do I think we've played uh, our best football yet? No, I don't. I think that we can play better in all three phases, and we're going to have to to go reach our goals. And this is a constant chase towards being the best version of ourselves. And every week, that's that's the goal. It's just to get better. And how fast can we get better in certain areas? Oh, there. I heard that one. That was definitely a bullwhip. Was that not in there? No, he put Teddy oh, put that no, in there. Put, okay. Yeah, uh, I definitely heard the you sneeze. Want to talk, him talk about Maryland. Do we care? Yeah, well, we yeah. Let's play one more. Sure, why not? All right. Here is Ryan Day talking about how they're trying not to look past Maryland. I'm sure that's exactly what he said. I think it's something that that comes up every week, comes up every year, this time of year. So what we try to do is, is like you said, the, the uh, competitive excellence focus is something that we talked about early on, so that when we got to a moment like this. You don't just walk in on a Tuesday meeting and say, guys, okay, we've got to really focus on this week. Well, we've been saying this all along. You know, March Madness starts the first week of the season around here. And so you just have to embrace that and understand what, what it means to bring it every single week. Now, we're working, you know, the game at the end of the year, every day out of the year. So that's not something that is out of the ordinary to know that that's always in the back of our minds. But that's like that every week. So our our focus right now is on Maryland, going down there at 3.30, playing really good football, and then going from there. All right. 
So he's acknowledging, yeah, everybody doesn't want to think about this game, but we have to because it's on the schedule. Yeah. Great. Uh, Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of problem areas. You'll find an accident involving injuries on Route 161 west of Cleveland Avenue. Still working to get this one clear. And a disabled vehicle now blocks the left lane of 670 eastbound after Cassidy. Traffic is slow from 5th Avenue. Caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. UPS is hiring warehouse workers, drivers, and tractor trailer drivers near you at a rate of up to $30 an hour and bonuses for some roles. Apply now at UPSjobs.com slash shift. Make the shift. Make a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Get the only thing scarier than Bones and allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up in mere moments. A Ty Cobb bat from his rookie season, which, by the way, was 1905 has sold oh, wow. at auction for $1.075 million. Uh, this bat was used by him, obviously, in 1905. Uh, it was used during a five-year time span. <laughs> Bats don't last a day in Major League Baseball now. This bat lasted five years. And you know how Ty Cobb uh, protected his bat? He used to rub something on his bat. Mm-hmm. He said it made the wood stronger. Oh? His tobacco juice. Really? Yes. That's spit his tobacco juice on the bat and sand that thing up. I didn't didn't know that. Uh, You're doing an uncomfortable motion there. That's how he would rub it on there, just like that. What what era again was this? You said it was 1905. Okay. Because I just wanted to look up the most expensive sports card sales of this year. And again... I understand the rarity of these things is is hard to come by, especially if they're in great shape. Yeah, but it's a piece of cardboard. It's a piece of cardboard featuring a artist rendering of a human, as opposed to an actual artifact from a game that was used in a game, not in a game in, in many, five many years games, worth in many of games. games. In many games, many hits were had with this bat, this man's hands. One of the most famous Hall of Famers famous in baseball hands. history. That's right. Right. Sanding this banister. How much did it sell for? And killing people. Uh, yeah, well. $1.075 million. Uh, the Mickey Mantle rookie card that sold from 1952 this year, it was 9.5 grade on it. $12.6 million. All right. A couple uh, Honas Wagners. Honas. sold. One of them sold for $7.2 million. Another one sold for $3.7 million. Um, a Tom Brady... Eight out of a hundred autographed card from two thousand, a playoff contenders card. There are a hundred of these cards sold for more money than that bat. Two point four million dollars. Yeah, but he autographed it. But it's there's a there's ninety nine other ones out there. You are they get. all autographed? Yes, or just that one. No, they're all autographed. Oh, they're all autographed. There's a hundred of see. these autographed cards. There's it's eight out of a hundred. So there's 99 more somewhere. Some of them may have been lost or destroyed or whatever, but the point being, probably another couple of them somewhere, and these these all sold more than a guy whose actual bat was used for five years in baseball games from 120 years ago. I don't understand how this works. I really don't. Inside the NFL, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by 
by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. I have an interesting little Ty Cobb tidbit for you. Remind me. Okay. After Inside the NFL. Go ahead. Uh, Well, the Commanders just had their uh, biggest win of the season, I would say, getting that win over the Eagles last night. And they look like they're getting some more good news today. Adam Schefter reports that Chase Young is expected to be activated from the physically unable to perform list before the Commanders travel to Houston to face the Texans. So he's not played since tearing his ACL last November. So it's been a full year that he's been off the field. So he got back to practice a couple weeks ago. Defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio said he was not moving at full speed yet. That was last week, but they're saying it looks like sooner than later, Chase Young will be back on a field so long as Jack Del Rio doesn't put another axe and piece of wood in their locker room, I guess. That would be a good thing, but good to see Chase Young getting back, and that would be welcome news for the commanders, I would guess. Um, Also, it looks like... uh, Here we go. That's what I was trying to look for. There's a lawsuit from uh, linebacker Aaron Patrick who suffered a torn ACL for the Broncos in a Monday night game between the Broncos and Chargers. He has now sued the NFL, ESPN, the Rams, the Chargers, and other entities in civil court in Los Angeles. He is alleging that the placement of mats covering cords and cables that led to the feed for the league's replay monitor caused this issue. He says that his foot rolled on one of the mats as he tried not to slam into the NFL's green hat TV liaison who was standing on the sidelines. Now, the reason, obviously, that the Rams and Chargers are named is because they both play in this arena, or in this stadium, rather. But, yeah, I mean, this is kind of a weird situation, right? Where a current player is suing the league over something to this level. But I don't know what will happen with that. I mean, obviously, I would think players are known that they take some great risks playing the game. His argument is this is not an, a risk that you would assume is inherent in playing football because you don't know if there's going to be cords and mats and league personnel just standing in the way it's kind of an odd situation i wonder what will happen of that or with that um he also is attacking the cba uh because apparently this this lawsuit will challenge the collective bargaining agreement claiming it doesn't contain a valid and binding arbitration agreement and a bunch of other legalese boring stuff but point being a current player is challenging both the league and the cba that's kind of big news i find that kind of odd uh, another guy who is had an injury is going to need surgery, but not quite to the extent that Aaron Patrick needs it. Cooper Cup is having what they're calling tightrope surgery on his injured ankle. Sean McVay told reporters that he's going to undergo this surgery for the high ankle sprain that he had and will be placed on injured reserve. They're saying this is a five to six week time frame for him to recover, but did not rule out Sean McVay did not uh, Cooper Cup for the rest of the season. He will have to spend at least four weeks on the IR. If it's a six week absence, He'd be back in time for the last games of the season against the Chargers and Seahawks. Rams are three and six. I mean, barring a miracle, maybe they're in some kind of playoff hunt, but I kind of doubt that. So looks like his season is effectively over. Whether or not he chooses to go back out there or not is a a whole other thing. And uh, your Bears, who are riding high, even though they keep losing. Riding high, they keep losing games. No, but they're riding high because... I don't know if you know this. Fantasy Bros really like Justin oh, Fields. I know they do, buddy. He's scoring a lot of points. I'm I'm convinced. As much as I'm happy for Justin Fields' turnaround, I am convinced that a lot of the excitement over him is just people who watch fantasy sports and are not necessarily watching the actual games yes. or watching them in the same way that a Bears fan would watch them. But in either case, the Bears could become the first team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs 
uh, or at least from the division race for the NFC North, if they lose on Sunday and the Vikings win. They would be mathematically eliminated from winning their division. That would drop them to 3-8. and eight. The Vikings would be 9-1. and one. Bears could not catch the Vikings. Or if they did, the Vikings would have the tiebreakers. So there you go. All right, Ty Cobb. Yes. Ty Cobb was a... Uh a guy who had some rage issues, right? Uh, Maybe yes. not the nicest guy in the world. No. According to biographies. Obviously, I didn't know him. But you wonder what makes somebody a certain way. So uh, Ty Cobb's father was a very respected person. He, I think he ran for governor of the state of Georgia. Okay. Okay. He was a Democratic senator, state senator for a long time. Ran for governor. Uh, he suspected that his wife, Ty Cobb's mother, was cheating on him. All these rumors that she was sleeping around with dudes, right? Interesting. So he said, well, I'm going to catch her. I'm going to do something. I'm going to catch her. So he said, I'm leaving for the evening. I'm going out of town. I'm leaving. So he left the house and like went down the street, got a cup of coffee, and he was going to sneak back to the house and see if he could catch her in the act. Okay. Cheating on him. So he goes to the window. Uh, the window is uncharacteristically open which it never is and then the wife shot the husband to death she says wow she thought it was a prowler Mm. and she shot him and she didn't recognize her husband all the other like neighborhood people recognized him even with his head blown off after the fact yes this is what people did for entertainment. Yeah. They just came over and said, hey, want to look at this guy with his head hey, Yeah, right. Well, there wasn't TV back then, so you're right. You had to do something. And I think the, the story, too, was that she was sleeping around with a guy because he was in the room with her. Oh, really? When, when, when she blew the <laughs> husband away. She's like, oh, yeah, hang on a second. I got I to gotta get out of this situation. There might be a prowler coming in. Oh, accidentally, I've just shot the person that will keep me and my lover from enjoying each so other she was charged with murder but i want to say she was acquitted or the charges were dropped anyway that's the that's the story of ty cobb's parents sounds like a fun family and i think that was in 1905 and a couple days later he went and played his first major league baseball game he was 18 years old he actually took the bat she was going to use to kill her husband and so she was that's like well, right. i don't have a i don't have a bat i guess i'll use this gun and i'll just beat that i'll just shoot him I was going to beat the hell out of him, but I guess I'll just do this. That'll work. Uh, Texas is not back anymore. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from 670 eastbound after Cassidy. All lanes have reopened in that area. And still watching a crash in Route 161 west of Cleveland Avenue. This accident does involve injuries. It is taking some time to get this one clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Vision Zero. Nearly a quarter of Ohio's fatal crashes involve a driver under 25. Join Vision Zero Columbus and help reduce fatal crashes on Columbus streets. Because everyone deserves to make it where they're going. Drive safe, walk safe, bike safe. Learn more at columbus.gov slash vision zero. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Rapid fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? Uh, Today we're going to do World Cup trivia. Pretty straightforward. The World Cup starts on Sunday in Qatar. They have one game Sunday, and then the games are like four a day for like 12 days after that. U.S. plays on Monday of next week, Friday of next week, and I believe the following Tuesday. Are there going to be real fans there or just fake fans that the Qatar government has hired? You got me. Yay! That's, That's been a story. 
There's there's so many bad stories coming out of this World Cup. I mean, it's it's hard, right, as a fan. We've done this in other sports, too, where you want to focus on just the stuff on the field, but there's so many off-the-field distractions with this tournament. Still, the World Cup, I enjoy when you actually watch the soccer. It's everything else around it that can get uh, mired in misery. Speaking of the world, the world officially has 8 billion people as of today. Oh, all right. Uh, it was 2.5 billion in 1950. Wow, we've grown significantly yeah, in so 72 years. Two and a half billion, 1950. Uh, this article I was reading today have the population maxing out at slightly under 10 billion by 2064 and then start declining to 8.8 .8 billion by 2100. Hmm. So they're saying about 10 billion. Some people don't even think we'll get to 10. You and, and then I will start declining. You and I might be a part of the 10 billion. We will not be a part of the decline. <laughs> Like, I mean, we will be helping with the decline if we can, if I think I'd be what, maybe 84, I think is what I was going to say. You're, uh, 82? you're living at 2064. Yeah. Breaking I'm news? saying possibly, I'm saying we could possibly, that's in the realm of possible. There's no way we're making it to 2100. That's not happening. Now, Teddy is older than both of us, but he's in the best shape. Yeah. Teddy will live well over a hundred. I think I'll probably live to the same date that you guys will live probably. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Well, even you're, though you're older. You're yeah. older than us, but you will live longer Because what did you turn this year, 50? Yeah. So you're eight years older than me. So what would, that, what would you be in 2064? Oh, gosh. Why are we all have to do uh, that? 92, right? Yeah, he'd be 92 because I'd be 82. You'll be 84. All right, I'm going to say Teddy's alive. You and I are dead. Probably so. We're going to kill each other. <laughs> so <laughs> Ted will, I, Ted I'm will be slowly a, killing myself. Ted's basically going to officiate it to make sure that it happens. And then... <laughs> He'll kill whoever of us wins that battle royale. He'll just kill the other one of us and say, I won! And he'll hop on his treadmill and eat a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So I told you the population was 2.5 billion in 1950. In 1974, it was 4 billion. Oh, that would be, I mean, the baby boomers, right? Wouldn't and that now be a part of that? And now it's 8 billion. But birth rates are dropping. People are not having as many children. And they think that, you know, Ten billion is as high as we're going to get, and then it'll start to come back down. Okay, that's. I wonder why, why. I wonder what goes into that prediction. How they can tell, or how they think they know that. You know, like they are can they tell just, by who's having kids. Well, no, but how do they know? Like sixty four is where the that's where the peak will be. That like we're going to keep growing, and then it'll tail off. Like, are they? Well, just, it's educated guesses. They don't really know, right? So I'm just I'm curious about how that works i just find that to be interesting i wonder if they're also looking at like there are just some parts of the world where it's like we can't put any more people here like this city is maxed out there's no more we can't build any more places this this will be full you have to go live in yellowstone if you want to have more people than 10 billion you know what i mean we'll find a way to do it uh, i'm sure we i don't will. think we're getting there i think you know the all the numbers say people are just not having as many children and and there could be another one of these black death situations, plague well, that's, situations. That's the other thing I was wondering about. That wipes said, people out. If they said we're going to lose two billion people, in what would that be? Thirty six years. I mean, there have to be at least one plague in there, wouldn't you think? I don't know. For two billion people, to, well, I mean, Leanna. Well, fair enough. So congratulations, eight billion. I also saw that India is poised to overtake China any day oh. as the most populous country. Wow, a lot of people in India. That's amazing. Breaking news. I do wonder. Like, do you think we'll ever get there in the U.S. Where, like the Grand Canyon, still as much as it is a, a has tourist people attraction, living in it? No, yeah, you don't think no. so? No, I mean I know people have lived there for for centuries, like in the cliffs. We got and a stuff. lot of space in this country, Bone. They're saying the population is going to start declining. 
Oh, I know. I just, a lot of space here. I just feel like we're dumb enough that we would be like, yeah, we could live in the middle of these arid plains that are just full of corn and soybeans and all that. But now let's go where the scenery is. Let's just put a bunch of houses and everything right around well, the I Grand think that's Canyon. Federally protected land. I don't think. Well, it is now. Elon <laughs> Musk can move in and just start developing condos. But what the hell wait, do I know? Wait till Musk and Bezos run on the same ticket. You will not outspend them. They. <laughs> they, they will be co-president at some point, I'm sure. Uh, Texas Longhorns, they're back, Bone. Oh, they're back. Remember, after they lost to Alabama, and that was a close game, but mm. they lost to Alabama, they moved up in the polls, and Steve Sarkeesian was talking about blocking out the rat poison. Oh. Saying, yeah, I yeah. know things are going great now, but we we can't listen to the outside noise. You we got to stay that focused. Says you lost the game because yes. you did? They lost the game. Okay. Yet everybody was talking about how, you know, Quinn Ewers was terrific and Texas is back. Well, Quinn Ewers got hurt, but he's back again and he's bad. Mm-hmm. That offense is bad. They have lost four games. They're six and four. And now I'm reading stories that say the AD, who's the AD there? Chris Del Conte, is that yeah, his name? That Okay, at Texas. He originally wanted to hire... Sonny Dykes, TCU's who is, who is head the head coach, coach right. at TCU, to be Texas's head coach. But the boosters wanted to hire Steve Sarkeesian. Guess who won that power battle? Well, you know who wins that power battle at Texas. The boosters win. And I'm not saying they're getting ready to fire Sark. I'm not saying that. But when you start to see stories like this trickle out, just, hey, TCU's undefeated. They're in the same state as us. We could have had their head coach if it wasn't for these greedy boosters who forced my hand. Things are not going well inside that program right now. No, they're not. And where was uh, Sonny Dykes coaching before this? SMU, right yes. there in state. So, I mean, they looked and said we could have had him. He's coaching. And I know maybe there was a hesitancy to go do that after the you know Tom Herman situation. Maybe they didn't want to go try that again. But overall, I think it's telling that the AD of Texas... A story just miraculously pops out right after that game where they lose to TCU where he goes, oh, yeah, I wanted the other guy. I don't know how that got out there, though. Jeez, I'm, it's really unfortunate that someone found out that I would have been right in this whole thing. If you, don't think for a, if you don't think for a minute that the ADs and the power structures at these universities absolutely hate booster culture, like, they'll say all the nice things, and I know they, they rely on the boosters to fund the buildings and stuff like that, but if you think they are enjoying the fact that the boosters now get to dictate a lot with NIL and that there's all these collectives and the boosters kind of don't have to run anything by the AD, they can just kind of go do whatever they want, This is that is that is one of the strongest statements I've seen without it actually being a statement from the AD, where he's saying, yeah, um, you guys have your fun, but just remember, I, I'm the athletic director, and there's a reason for that. I have better ideas than you. I got this position because I actually know what I'm doing, not because I just have a lot of money and really like the school, and that's it. Here was the uh, offensive numbers for Texas against TCU on Saturday. Quinn Ewers, 17 of 39 for a buck 71, no touchdowns, one pick. Terrible. <laughs> bad uh rushing the ball they were no better they ran the ball 22 times for a grand total of 28 yards god that was the texas offense and don't forget who's also in that program or coming into that program arch manning well right 
But I mean, Texas also is. I mean, they have in Bijan Robinson one of the better running backs in the in the country. Not supposedly. in this game. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. They, that Texas program is not devoid of talent. They they brought in a lot of talent, and they, now it's not going quite as bad as it's going at Texas A and M. That is even worse. Oh, amount more of talent on that coming yeah. up later. But I'm just saying, like Texas has plenty of talent. Their name, image, and likeness collective has done some good work to try to bring that talent in, but. It's not all a finished product yet. They better hope and pray that they don't have massive defections in that recruiting class because the only thing pretty much saving Sark's job, I would guess, is the idea that Arch Manning still wants to come there and play for him. If he doesn't or says, "Ah, I'm not really sure anymore about my commitment or it doesn't really matter who the head coach is, I want to play at Texas regardless, that that might be enough to move him out the door. Uh, Here's a story that's real. Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield have launched a line of ear-shaped cannabis-infused edibles. That is that is quite a headline. They, the press release talks about their great respect and admiration for each other. Again, one of these guys bit off the other guy's ear. Mm-hmm. And now they're partnering together. I also saw this same company that Mike Tyson's involved with, making all these edibles, uh, is also involved with Ric Flair. To come up with a Ric Flair themed oh, edible. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what What will that be? Divorce papers in the, like edibles in the shape of divorce papers. How would that work? When you eat a Ric Flair edible, you open your robe to flight attendants. <laughs> right. Show them your hoo ha. There you go. Um, I did. Uh, I was wondering what is the pitch pitch on the Evander Holyfield Mike Tyson ear shaped edible because I thought you know. Someone in the PR world would have to really do a good job to spin that. Here's, here's the pitch. Hey, Evander, you blew all your money. Well, no, 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 Wanna no. Want to make some? I mean, how do you even approach selling that other than being just like, wow, isn't this weird? Ha, ha, ha. So their pitch on it, because Evander Holyfield, I saw, had a statement that was put out where he said, since this moment, which changed both of our lives forever, we both realized we were two people in pain. Mm-hmm. And this pain is what caused this issue to happen. And... You know, that is what, if we had this, you know, cannabis, if we could have used that, maybe we wouldn't have been in so much pain. Maybe this wouldn't have happened. It's kind of the vibe that I got from the press release on this. And that's an attempt. An attempt was made at trying to make this seem somewhat normal. Edible gummy is going to make it okay for you to smash your head up against a brick wall for 35 years? They're saying that would have helped with all the, uh, yeah, a, a lot of the issues that they had with all the concussions and everything else i guess that's kind of the pitch i'm saying an attempt was made it wasn't a good one but they did attempt. i mean i'm not saying cannabis doesn't help with pain but i also don't think edible gummies reverses brain damage i, I don't think that's part of I the agree with medical you. research i agree with you i'm just saying we live in a world where joe rogan is sought after for All his right, medical advice enough. so Perhaps this is a pitch that works for some people. Right, we were talking about Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. How bad is it? We'll discuss next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on I-70 east side westbound at 270. A crash blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. About a 15-minute slowdown. And still watching that accident on Route 161 West Cleveland Avenue. This accident does involve injuries. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Peace for less this Thanksgiving and save big on your entire meal with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound. Limit two, shop all your favorite sides, pies, ice cream, and so much more to fill your family table at Meyer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. 
Let me tell you what's coming up tonight on The Fan. 6 o'clock, Buckeye Show. Tito, Jeff Thidoff is in tonight. And then 7 o'clock, Jackets time against Philadelphia. Hmm. This is an ESPN Plus exclusive on the TV, but we, of course, have it for you right here on The Fan. Texas A&M, what a mess. They are, if you've not been paying attention, they're 3-7 and seven now. It's brutal, man. They lost to Auburn over the weekend. Auburn, by the way, who already fired their coach. Yeah, this is... And I, I'm just trying to remember here. Does Texas A&M have a guy that they paid like $100 million to come in and coach? And he lost to the team that well, currently it's, it's not is just that. searching for a head coach? Uh, the offense is terrible. They're 3-7. and seven. Uh, It is believed to be... Texas A&M is the first college football program ever to follow a number one recruiting class with a losing season. They were number one with a bullet for 2022. Some people looked at Texas A&M and said, this is the greatest recruiting class ever in the history of college football. And they're three and seven. Well, and we can all acknowledge perhaps having the greatest freshman class in history does not suddenly make you a national championship contender, but should be a hell of a lot better than three wins out of ten games. That's they, It's not like they had no recruiting classes prior to this, and then suddenly they had the best recruiting class ever out of nowhere. No, all of his classes, Jimbo Fisher's classes, since 2019, have ranked eighth or better right. nationally. He's had top ten recruiting classes that are not getting developed well enough, and the depth is not there, the... Coaching expertise is not there. It, it is a disaster right now for Texas a and They had all the press coming into the season. Uh, they are the highest ranked team, preseason ranked team, to miss bowl eligibility since number five Texas in 2010. Their 3-7 and seven record is the worst through 10 games by a preseason top six since Alabama in 2000. And they're talking about what is it going to cost to get rid of them. The answer is $86 million. After this season, if they want to cut bait with Jimbo Fisher, somebody, whether it's the school, whether it's the Richie Riches who support the school, are going to have to pony up $86 million. But if they think that there's going to be some magic elixir coming next year, people are worried about the 2023 recruiting class, which is only 23rd best in the nation. Everybody looked at 2022 and said that's the class. They knew they were going to take a hit in 2023, but they didn't realize they would take a hit because they were 3-7, and seven, too. Yeah. They thought, well, 2023 class won't be what we want, but we'll be the number one team in the country by then, so it won't matter. This is this is not great. And, I, you know, the only, and this is not something that I think anyone should hope for, but the only chance they have to get out of paying him all this money is if he goes out and somehow has a scandal that is worthy of firing him. That is not oh, trust related. me, man. I know. They're trying to They're come looking. up with something. They're looking. The rich boosters are trying to plant some sort of evidence. They've hired B.I.s. Imagine Jimbo Fisher just trying to, I mean, cause I, I don't know Jimbo Fisher. Maybe he is just a horrible scumbag, but I get the vibe from him that he's just like a happy go lucky football coach. Who's just not very good at it right now. But one of those guys is just kind of a, a goober who got elevated to being one of the most powerful people in college football. And he's, and not that he's a bad football coach, but he's just got like, he doesn't strike me as someone who's sitting there plotting and thinking of all these evil things to do. Right. So, it probably is him that he's just probably spotless, doesn't have anything really bad that you could come and attack no, him on. he's just not 
good. That's what I'm saying. He's not winning games. And so he's probably sitting there going, like, I'm just going to you know sit here and eat my bologna sandwich and then go coach football games and, and be awful and get $80 million for it. And everyone around him is like, could you please, could we find something to get this guy out no, of this look, contract? Man, you're right. I, maybe there is something behind the scenes. I doubt it. There's no bad guys here. There are bad performers. There are stupid oh, I people. I mean, I don't Texas hold it against him. made their own bed with this. You know, you guaranteed this guy all this money. You didn't have to do that. You didn't well, have to guarantee him all this money. Fully guaranteed contract. They did it. And now they got to figure a way out. Jimbo Fisher, he's not stealing the money. Right. This is his money. No, I, I listen, I'm not mad at him at all. What I'm saying is when they made this hire, I thought it was interesting that they thought, I thought it was a, a little of both. I thought it was interesting that they thought he's worth $100 million, given that they were able to get him away from Florida State, where he had won a national championship. But I, that was, you know, I, I thought at the time, that's a little, seems a little steep for a guy of Jimbo's caliber. And then I also thought of Jimbo Fisher, you're not exactly making a move to go from Florida State, who at the time was not this bad as they've been recently, but you are, you're not making a move to go from there to like, the best job in the country here. I felt like making a lateral move from a team that has some history and some pride and some, you know, good recruiting base, all that stuff, but it hasn't been what it used to be to Texas A&M where you have some pride and some recruiting base and, and some boosters who want some stuff done, but it's not what that team used to be or right. what they think they are. And so I didn't see that as being, Oh wow. It's a definite big level up for them. Let's in also stop pretending that, if you win a national championship, somehow you're a genius. There's a lot of dummies that have won national championships. Well, there's there's that. There's also a good amount of luck involved in it from the standpoint of if you have a really easy well, that's schedule. that's what I mean. Look, like you, if you have an easy schedule, you run the table in your conference, your your division you, happens to you be win down. multiple national championships? Yeah, let's talk. Right. That's hard right. to do. You or, know, Urban, or, Urban Meyer won two national championships before he walked in the door here. That's not an accident. We could even argue like... The coaches who haven't won national championships yet, but always have their team in the top five, top ten, get big recruiting classes, and then are always undefeated, one loss, that type of team. Jimbo Fisher is not that guy. He did win a national championship, and then his teams have had some really up and down years. There are there have been guys who win national championships, to your point. Mac Brown at Texas, right? Won a national championship, had a generational player in Vince Young, and then how'd it go after that for the next like what nine years he was there? Not great. Who would you rather have coaching your team? Jimbo Fisher and his $86 million left on the deal, which is fully guaranteed. Or Mel Tucker, and his is about $86 million too right. after this season, Probably. left on the deal. Who would you rather have? Gosh. I think tough. both those deals are disasters. Both of them are disasters. I think you could look at Jimbo Fisher's deal, though, and say at least, I mean, he, he has shown at one time he could get a team over that hump. Mel Tucker's never done that. So that's the only reason I would say Jimbo Fisher. And his issues largely on with Texas A&M are confined to the team can't play football right, the, games very the well. Actual they coaching. didn't have like guys beating the hell out of each other in the tunnel and having, you know, I mean, a, a legal situation like that resulting from a football game, which that's not all. I'm not putting all that on Mel Tucker, right? But I'm just saying he has not shown that he can run a program to win the Big Ten, let alone to go win a national championship. That is something that Jimbo Fisher can say, well, I did win a big time conference. I did go to a national championship yeah. game and I won it. That's I'm not saying that qualifies him as the greatest coach of all time. It means he's probably a better coach than the guy who's never been able to do that. Rapid fire coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 westbound at 270 on the east side. An accident still blocks the left lane. Traffic is still backed up in that area. Should be clearing fairly soon, but a 10-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Topeka Sportsbook. Nothing beats the Ohio home field advantage. Go to winohio.com or download the Topeka Sportsbook app. You can win free bets, prizes, and a chance at Ohio experiences. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms, conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? Uh, We are doing World Cup trivia. Don't forget, Bone and Beam United. World Cup previews out now. All eight group previews. There will also be a U.S. men's national team preview and a World Cup final preview coming out on Thursday. All that and more wherever you get podcasts. Just search Bone and Beam United. Rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom solutions. Custom comfort. All right, Teddy, rapid fire number one. Which Big Ten West team would give the East winner the best game in the Big Ten championship game? Garbage. They're all trash. Uh, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say Illinois, even though they're playing like... They're all trash. I know. Illinois, I guess. I, I do think... I mean, I do think Iowa's defense is... I know the Buckeye score oh was... God. No, Iowa's defense is the best of any of those defenses. I don't believe in Illinois' defense as much as I believe in Iowa's defense. That's the only reason I would say Iowa. But, yeah, we saw what that happened with the Buckeyes. That only matters so long until your offense sucks so bad that your defense is like, well, we're just dead now in the fourth quarter. I think whoever wins the Big Ten East should get a bye <laughs> in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Until Don't even the, play it. Yeah, until the Big Ten West proves that like they can they don't routinely, deserve it. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. They should send the third place winner, like Penn State, to the yeah. Big Ten Championship game, right? Actually, it should be the redemption tour. Like Whoever is the <laughs> lowest ranked Big Ten East team that lost to that Big Ten champion, they get a rematch. Just say, maybe that was a fluke. Let's try it again. Rapid fire number two. What or who is the biggest threat to preventing CJ from winning the Heisman? Uh, Hendon Hooker, probably. Yeah. Tennessee. I mean, I was I was actually going to just say pretty much himself. Like, not that I think he's going to do anything. I'm like he's in the driver's seat, and assuming that he's good, Ohio State's going to put up a lot of points, even if they don't win the game. Like, let's say they go to play Michigan, and it's like a back and forth affair that they lose, but he's playing well. Then he'll still be in the Heisman front runner race, even if yeah, he doesn't end up playing in the Big Ten championship. I, I game. think he'll wind up winning it. I don't think this person is going to win it this year because he's a freshman, but I've seen a ton of articles talking about Drake May from North Carolina. He's putting up big numbers. They're setting him up for next year's Heisman Trophy. Oh, fair enough. But yeah, I think this is kind of one of those cumulative awards. He was there last year. He's, you know, probably the only one that's going to be back returning in yes, that Yes, and as you year. and I both said yesterday, though, as good as he's been, he's the second best offensive player on this team. That's correct. Marvin Harrison yes. Jr. is better. Yeah, I would agree with that. Rapid fire number three. Who are your current top three most exciting players to watch in the NFL? Well, can I say Jamar Chase, or is he dead? Can I not? Well, he's not out there right now so I'd, but when I mean, he you can, is out there but he's I'm saying right now like I, if I tune in Sunday am I going to see him yeah Mike I would say Bo Jackson but he's also not out there so exactly. I guess we yeah, can't pick that's him. the same thing dope <laughs> uh, Tyreek Hill 
Okay. Saquon Barkley. Stephon Diggs. I I will agree with you. I, I look. I I don't know what excites everybody else. What excites me is a guy who can just run you over, and I have an affinity for this guy. So I will take. I really love Stephon Diggs. Tyree Kill is super exciting. I will take Saquon Barkley off the list, and I will put Nick Chubb on the list. That's, Are you going to give him the ball more than eleven times? Well, I I can't help how much he's given the ball. When he's given the ball, it excites me. So I'm going to say he's right. my third most exciting player. There you go. Rapid fire number four. ESPN has the Chiefs, Eagles, and Vikings as their current top three NFL teams. Do you agree with this list, or would you put a different team in there? No, that's fine. I'm not changing it. I still feel like the Bills belong in this conversation, but they, but they, they, they just lost to the well. Vikings. They haven't been playing and well. And yes, I know the Eagles didn't play well last night, but that's one game. Let's would, see if well, they do that again. Here's the only thing. I might take the Eagles out. Because of the fact, I think the Bills have shown over a longer period of time that this is for real and they are good. We don't know if the Eagles are about to just have a like precipice drop where they just hit like four or five in a row. I don't think that's likely. So maybe I take the Eagles out, put the Bills in. That's the only change I might possibly make. Rapid fire number five. Today is National Bunt Cake Day. What's your favorite bunt cake flavor? Mm, any, I love any bunt one that cake. is near me. I'll tell you <laughs> what. Eat the, them all. Uh, the nothing bunt cakes. <sighs> They have a, a pumpkin one with cream cheese yep. frosting on there. Right. Oh, okay. I, I love everything pumpkin. Um, I love it. Oh, you do? I'm not as big of a pumpkin fan. They have a carrot cake one that's really good that I thoroughly Well, because they also put the cream cheese yes, they frosting do. on. Yes. I like a good lemon. I was, a moist my, lemon. Here are my go-to top three there. I love the lemon. I love the carrot cake. And they have a cinnamon one. Ooh, I don't that's think cinnamon. I've had the cinnamon oh, the one. cinnamon one is really good. You should do that. And I think they do the cream cheese frosting on that one, too. Teddy, what are you voting for? Oh, I'm a big just chocolate guy, but I was on their website, the Nothing But Cakes, and they have a white chocolate raspberry. Oh, and I've not that. Had sounds that. delicious. That and I, sound I've awesome. had that one. I want that. Uh, yes. Let me tell you, I'm not the the best baker in the world of cakes. Okay. All right. Once in a while, I'll do a cake, but it's not typically something that I enjoy. I like making cookies. I like making breads, all of that. I made a chocolate cake this weekend. Okay. You've never had a better chocolate cake in your life. Really? Yes. I have this recipe. I have perfected it. It is the best chocolate cake ever in the history of the world. No one has ever made a better cake. Duncan Hines, back of the box. No? No. Okay. I'm telling you. All right. I believe you. Is there something that you put in it, like chocolate you know, chips or something or no, anything? No, there's no chocolate there's... chips in there. Okay. It's just cake and icing. That's it? Frosting, because we're not hillbillies in the South. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Yes. I'm it from is Dallas. just chocolate. Stop it. You're from Panama. Down in a Amanda Clear Creek way, they call it frosting. It's just chocolate so. cake and homemade chocolate frosting. Oh, Butter, icing. Buttercream icing. frosting. frosting. That's wrong. <laughs> I thought it was. I can't believe icing and frosting have caused this much strife in our in our I midst. Didn't, I didn't know it would be such I a just, thing. I just didn't know you were from the hills of Appalachia. <laughs> he is. He's from like Ohio. Am, He's yeah. from like around Lancaster area where they have hills. That is the beginning of the foothills of Appalachia. Yeah, so, so there you go. Again, I was disappointed. Though. I thought there would be some secret ingredient that's in there. That what did you do? Just you just hmm. mixed it all together the right way? No, like, it was the same recipe that do? I found. What'd you add that's extra? What's an what's a thing? Sex, that, sex extra. extra. What's oh. what did you add that's <laughs> I did extra. have sex with the batter. <laughs> okay. That's well, it. I, that means I'm, I'm Horn Camp came over okay. and helped me make it. <laughs> DNA.
Just no, you know a what? DNA it is? Test First of all, I, out. I use this uh, this special Dutched cocoa powder, which what is even Dutch? What does that mean? There's extra extra flavory cocoa powders. Jis Horncamp, Dutch, by the way. Just want to point that. That's out. That's right. He is. He was there helping me. Okay. And then it's a really thin batter that you make with boiling water. You put boiling water into this batter. It is delicious. Hmm. But the frosting, top notch. Really? Top notch. Kristen eats it with a spoon. I mean, I'm not saying that that's that's not... It probably is the greatest frosting ever made. I'm just telling you, I eat the store-bought stuff also with a spoon. Listen to me. It's so good. Like, frosting is good. Do I come to you often? No! And say, let me tell you something. No. I make the best whatever. I'm telling you. This I, is I the believe best you, chocolate apparently. cake anyone on earth has ever made. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, I believe you that it was really, really good. Is it better than the cookies that you make? Yes. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Because those cookies yes, are legit. They are. I'll tell you what. I'm going to make another chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it in for the whole staff. Great. Let's do Let's it. Bring in some chocolate cake. That sounds great. Will you me. eat it though? What do you mean, Mister Health eat, Weight Loss will Journey? Will I eat cake? I just want to make sure that I don't give you a piece of cake and it's like, well, I'm done now, and you're back up to 400 pounds. No, no, no. I I have uh, I have maintained the hundred pounds off, and I'm in a I'm in a little bit of what we call a maintenance phase where I'm just enjoying some food again, and then we're going to go back and take a dive and keep going back down. Well, so you're not you're. I'm building up the base of exercise now, so that means you got to eat a little more calories because I'm exercising a lot more. So that means I got to make sure my body's right. ready to handle that. I'll help and then you with the cake. That's good. Perfect. Will Leanna come and have some cake too? Yeah. I think we. I I'm, get a kick out of Leanna reading spots where she, she says you have to be present in Ohio to win whatever. So she's, she's ineligible not, she's for not everything. Eligible. Not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? I don't know. Oh, you know what? We talk about Jim Abbott all the time. Mm-hmm. Or we, we do. We, you don't. You and I, you and I bring him up. More, we don't bring him enough. There was but we a talk man about him more than most. With one hand, who right. pitched for a decade in Major League Baseball and threw a no hitter, and yet we don't talk about this guy enough. There are other people in sports that baffle my mind why they're not dinner table conversation, and yep. we will talk about those people next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Can you get any cake? All right, watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound at 270 on the east side. Traffic is still slow as they try to get things cleaned up. And an earlier accident has cleared from Route 161 west of Cleveland Avenue, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by GeneratorFranchise.com. Millions protect their homes from power outages with Generac Generators, which like to be part of this lucrative industry. Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac Generator dealer, has limited franchise opportunities in your area. Learn more at GeneratorFranchise.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. All right. Uh, We are always fascinated on this show with Jim Abbott, pitched in Major League Baseball, did not have a hand. All right? Yeah. Threw a no-hitter. Did he hit a home run? No, his home run was in uh, BP, it was in, right? It was in BP at home. He would hit home runs, I think, multiple times in BP, but never did it in a game, much to our chagrin because we thought he did. But I don't know how you don't walk into a dinner party and say, hey, how about that Jim Abbott? One-handed pitcher 
threw a no-hitter. Yeah, he retired 20 years ago, but still, how about that Jim Abbott? Right. This is an achievement. This guy made it to the major leagues, and, I mean, that alone, accomplishment, then threw a no-hitter. I don't know how we don't have the same conversations about the Sedin twins. I agree with you. Now, the Sedin yep. twins went into the Hockey Hall of Fame yesterday. They've been retired for, what, five years, four years? Uh, Yeah, I believe you're if, right. If you were to go up to a Hollywood director and say, hey, I want you to make a movie. Here's the plot. Identical twins from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Identical twins uh, are drafted back to back in the NHL draft by the same team, play all 17 seasons together on the same team, and they their career stats look like this. On the same line. On the same line. Daniel, 1,303 career games. Henrik, 1,327 career games. Daniel, 1,038 career points. Henrik, 1,068 career points. <laughs> they are identical twins with almost identical games played and stats on the same team, and they go into the Hall of Fame together. It's it's It doesn't make any sense. How do we not talk about that? Is it because they're from Sweden? If they were from Hamilton, Ontario, would we have like... The Sedin Day, and they'd have right. parades in Canada celebrating these hometown heroes. Is it because they played in Vancouver and all their games were at ten thirty at night? Is that why? Maybe. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of that where like Mike Trout is really good, but it's like, oh yeah, Mike Trout. I know he's good. He's out there. He's fine. You know, and it's like, yeah, but Mike Trout may be the best player in Major League Baseball. Maybe we don't know. He doesn't get to play in the playoffs ever, so we'll never find out what he can do there. But because he's on late at night and toiling away for a team that's been abysmal most of his career there, we don't really talk about him that much. Even though we all acknowledge he's great, we just don't really get into how good he is. The Sedin Twins, it feels like if they were playing in Chicago or Boston or New York or Philly, seems like that would be all you would have ever heard about their entire... They would have just been all over SportsCenter constantly, nonstop. Well, the, the Hollywood person would probably reject the script. No, you're they right. They say, no, that never happened. That's crazy. It did happen. It it happened. And by the way, the story of how they ended up getting drafted next to each other, because again, remember, a team had to have top five picks, two of them, back-to-back in the same draft yes, they to were, draft these they guys. they were both awesome. They were drafted second and third overall by Vancouver. And that was uh, Brian Burke, who is with the Penguins, right? Now, I believe. Yes, that's right. Right. So Brian Burke was the one who was in charge of Vancouver back then. And they had just gone through like their own rebuild that didn't really work. So they traded away uh, like a a defenseman and a future first rounder because they had the fourth pick. That's what they started with. Then they acquired the Blackhawks first round pick. Uh, I'm sorry. That's the one that was the number four pick. Um, And they already had number three. So they had two picks. But what they didn't know they could not be sure whether Tampa or at the time the Atlanta Thrashers, who of course became the Jets, right? They moved to Winnipeg, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, they no, didn't know the Thrashers moved. I think they I think that's Yes, that's right. They moved Yes. Okay. They didn't know if Tampa or Atlanta, whoever they ended up being, would end up taking one of the Sedin twins. They wanted to get both of them. They Was, felt oh, like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, they felt like you have to get both of them for this to work. They did not feel like one or the other. They didn't want to they didn't want to guess wrong, number one, but they wanted to make sure none of these other teams were going to take one of the two and break up their their big deal. So then what Brian Burke did was he traded two later round selections and the number four pick to Tampa to move into their number one slot. Now they had one and three, but he didn't know if Atlanta would break up the Sedins with the second pick. 
So then he had to go to Atlanta and say, I will trade you the number one pick on the condition you don't take a Sedin. And so then they flip-flopped that one and yep. two pick to get movie. two and three. This is a movie. Like that, Let's that write in the and of script. itself, just that draft day deal is its own movie script of how the hell did he pull all that off to get that done. It worked out, and then he drafted both guys. And then when they started out, not great. Like they were, they were good for NHLers, but they were not like, you drafted both these guys in the top five. They need to be all world. And for the first couple of years, they were playing on the second line. They were playing on the third line. And they got frustrated. And they said, maybe we don't belong here. Maybe we need to move on. And so then they had to convince these guys, stick around. We're going to give you a bigger role. They traded away some guys. They moved on from some of the talent that wasn't really panning out. And then they let those guys kind of flourish. And that's when they became the Sedin twins. I'm telling you. You sit down at dinner tonight. Say, hey, honey, how was your day? Oh, good? Great. Let's talk about the Sedins. Yeah, this needs to be dinner table conversation. You almost just walk into it and say, you do like the 30 for 30 thing. What if I told you there were two twins? Identical twins. Identical twins who play a sport and they're both really good. And they got drafted by the same team. And they went on and had great careers. All with the same team. All with the same team. And their stats are pretty much the same. Almost identical. Like, one of them didn't blow out an ACL and just never amount to what the other one did. Yes. They ended up on the same line. And by the way, they played differently. One of them was the goal scorer. One of them was the guy who set everything up for the goal scorer. Like, how perfect is that? It's incredible. I love it. Blows my mind. Into the Hall of Fame. Good for that. And I think Luongo went in with him, too. Oh. Played with him in Vancouver. We learned about how much he likes to poop the other day. I heard about that. Roberto Luongo. I'm all in favor of talking about BMs. Mm -hmm. We need to be more open about our bowel movements. I agree. As a matter of fact, I think Leanna should start traffic (laughs) talking about exactly what happened today. That's <laughs> or maybe it didn't happen no, and she's all, all right. backed she, up about that's it. That's okay. We'll just if you've let her live. missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Such a delight to work here. Watch out for an accident on Lane Avenue west of Kenny Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful over here as they get things cleaned up. You'll also find a crash on North Broadway west of North High Street. This accident involves injuries as well. Caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by Tobico Sportsbook. Nothing beats the Ohio home field advantage. Go to winohio.com or download the Tobico Sportsbook app. You can win free bets, prizes, and a chance at Ohio experiences. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms, conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Only an array with fan traffic. Off topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Bone? It is the World Cup trivia edition of the game show due to the World Cup starting this weekend. By the way, Mike, we missed a pretty big anniversary today in Blue Jackets history. Well, they're doing the reverse retros tonight. I, th- you know, I don't know if they're doing them tonight. I know they have them for sale now at the team store. I saw that tweeted out today. Um, but on this day in 2005, the Blue Jackets acquired Sergei Fedorov. Oh, yes. My friend Sergei took some time away from macking on 15-year-olds in his creepy van to come play for the Blue Jackets. Mm, Did you know right. that Sergei had a van dealership? Did you know that? I'm... I th- I'm thinking I'm vaguely aware Hello, of Hello, this is Sergei Fedorov. I want you to come to my van dealership. You want white van? Yet problem. That's Russian for no problem. You want blue van? Yet problem. 
you want van that look like ice cream truck? Get problem! I put you in good ride. You put on sunglasses, cruise around the new Sergey van. The 16-year-old Zartisha, that is girls in my country, will be throwing themselves at you. They say, take me to America. My father is drunk. I have no blanket to sleep. I am tired of being beaten and sleep on cold concrete floor. My brother has cleft palate and I need to pay for operation. Anyway, no credit for you, no down payment, not old enough to drive, no problem. The first five people to mention the commercial get one of my teeth for free. Remember, when you think van, think Saturday. Sergey Fedorov is in no way advocating the kidnapping of middle school-aged girls. What you do in your van is your business. Sergey Fedorov is not responsible for any legal fees or criminal charges you acquire when using your van. Bus driving is drunk driving. You want to bomb Poland? Yet problem! I like that he's giving away teeth as part of the promotion. That's a limited time offer. Unless he's just got an infinite supply of teeth. I mean, that, that is a while supplies last situation. People have asked me, why do you say that about Sergey Fedorov? Go look up when he started dating Anna Kornikova. And then you tell me. That's not as... I mean, that. no, I shouldn't say that. That is as bad as... And worse than... Wasn't it Chad Johnson slash Chad Ochocinco? Well, he was just making that up, I though. remember he was, but who was the... It was Kate... Uh, who's married to Kate Justin Upton. Verley? Kate Upton. Yeah. yeah. He, he said that he dated Kate Upton, and he gave a, a year... It's like, well, she would have been like 16, dude. So let's hope you didn't date no, Kate No, they Upton did not. Up. He just made that up. Right. It was just, I don't even know where that came from that he said that. But Sergey Fedorov did, in fact, start dating Anna Kortikova fairly young. Uh, where was it? Because he, he was already playing professional hockey, Sergey Fedorov. And I want to say Kornikova was 15 or 16? Yeah, yikes. Bad. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is probably also, like, toeing that line, right? He probably checks for ID Well, I when you get on the yacht. I would hope so. Now, all I know is that's a, it's a good thing that we have passed this line in society where it used to be like, oh, man, this guy who's, like, in his 40s is dating, like, an 18 or 19-year-old college student. And people would say, used to be, they'd say, good for that guy. And it's like, now we all rightfully go, ah, that's weird. That's very odd. Well, you know what's actually just come out, I think, in the last couple years? Uh, it was previously thought that they just dated Sergei Fedorov and Anna Kornikova. Okay. But I think it came out that they were actually married for two years. Oh, and, wow. and nobody knew they were married. Okay. They were married and then got divorced. Jeez. I had no idea. Anna Kornikova, by the way, who was married to Enrique Iglesias now, right? What's his name? Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> I was just wanted to make sure you got it right because you called him like en Enrique Inglasias. Whatever. Something. You were not. I didn't sure. say Inglasias. Okay, you weren't. You weren't sure on that. She is still fetching. How old is she now? She's like She's in her forties, right? Yeah, I think that that sounds about right. Good for her. Good for her oh, for seeing her way out of all that, and yeah, let her live. I hope she's doing him well. And, him and Enrique. She's forty-one. Having beautiful sex together. Beautiful. Do, 
Do whatever you got to do. You have to Good assume. For you. Just beautiful. You assume it's beautiful? Oh, my God. What I'm if just looking at pictures here. What if it's awkward? Like, what if... She's th- in a gold bikini in Maxim? Okay. Oh, okay. my God. Are you going to be all right? Are you, are you okay? Oh! This is uncomfortable now for me. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, because I didn't know this was going to take this turn. I was just... I thought we were just going to talk about it. Now you're sitting here thinking about Anna Kornikova. Swimsuit issue... Look at that. I will say... Um, Look at her. Who is the actress that... Uh, what is her name that played Topanga? Danielle Fischel. Right. Now, Danielle Fischel, at the time when she was on Boy Meets World, I was a boy, and I thought she I was, was the most boy. attractive girl that was out there. Everybody had a thing Being for a similar age. Danielle Fischel is still a woman that I say, yes, very attractive. That's fine. She's doing great. She's no Anna Kornikova. Says you. I haven't it seen says Anna. me is right. Okay, I haven't seen Anna Kornikova. Hold though, on, so. I gotta click on the, I, I don't want to log into Graham. This is I'm what the show a, is I'm become. I'm looking for a current picture. We become Evil Bald Colin. The entire show is well, just you, us talking about Instagram you, no, hot don't, girls. Don't put that on Evil Bald Colin. You are you. You are who you are. That's who you yeah, are. But usually I cover it up. I understand. Right. Okay, I'm seeing a picture of her yeah, she's still she's still very attractive. I, I don't like the way you said that. What do you mean? I just I don't think you're as impressed as you should be. I'm about I'm, Anna Kornikova. I'm very impressed. No, I but don't you think just you, are. you just dismissed Danielle Fischel like she's not even her. attractive. No, and I'm I saying, I, no at the time she's no Anna Kornikova. No, to that's you. ridiculous. To you, that's to human beings with eyes. Different strokes for different folks, my friend. All right, I'm just saying Danielle Fischel. Teddy does it for me. She's I great. didn't say she didn't do it for me. She I, does it for she me. She walked in here right now. I'd give her the time of day. But Anna Kornikova? <laughs> I didn't know what you were give her. The, what? Okay. Time of day. Thank God. That's Teddy, are you looking at these recent photographs of Anna Kornikova? I'll have to check them out. Yeah, right? See, Ted's oh, just... Oh, man. I can't look. My wife will yell at me. I'm going to look at the Instagram. Hang She's on. very attractive. I don't like your attitude. What do you mean? Don't like we his should attitude? Be, we should be what, shutting down what, the show. Why is everyone dedicating the show to We be shutting down the show. Everyone has to share your opinion. We should be of sitting hotness. down at the dinner table and talk about the Sedin twins and Anna Kornikova. <laughs> hey, honey, how was your day? Great. Did you know two identical brothers were Hall of Famers in hockey mm-hmm. and had the same stats for 17 years of the same and team? Anna Kornikova and look is still at this hot. picture. Look at Anna Kornikova now after she's squeezed kids out of her nether regions. <laughs> look at her. Look at her. All right. That's fine. I am just saying. They squeeze you, anything. They cut them out. Okay. She's not. There's no squeezing for her. I don't even they understand. They cut them out. And is, she had a tummy tuck. What is the discussion we're even having at this point? By the way. Hot women don't give birth like that. There's what a special that, hot woman hospital. Mean? No, what there's a special hot woman hospital where they go and they got the plastic surgeon on staff and they're tucking everything and they're doing stuff. There is no way this woman gave birth the regular way. I'm telling you, I'm I'm seeing current pictures of Danielle Fischel and All right, well, let me look she's at that. Doing, she's doing great. Look at that. This is good go ahead. You, well, you go ahead. I'm not. Why are you trying to say that I'm hating on Daniel Fischel? Because I, I got the vibe that that's what's happening no, over it's here. Not the, that's not right. Yeah, that's the vibe. That's what I'm getting. Where is she? I'm just saying. She just had another kid, too. Good for them. Good for these very, these people who like to have lots how of kids. Old, how old are these people? I don't know how old Daniel Fischel is. She's probably in her mid-30s, late-30s. No. She's the same age as Anna. She's, she's 41. 41, yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Same age. She's older than me by a year. Great. 
Yes. And you know what? Still, she, she still looks, you know, there are some people when you look at their photo as a kid, right? You're like, Oh, I've, you've changed a lot. Yeah. Then there are people who's like, you look like a grown up version of you as a kid. She looks just like herself as a kid. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely got, you can tell, you know, instantly who you're looking at. I agree with you. She's, you know, looks like a woman, obviously. She looks like a woman. By the way, to me. have you watched any of the Fuller House lately? No. Did you I watch that any of it? No. Well, I mean, have you checked in on any of those episodes? I thought what's her name went to Gak. <laughs> Great American country or something. <laughs> yeah, Candace Cameron Bure. Candace Cameron she hates did. gay people. Well, what? <laughs> whatever. She, she said she couldn't. The Hallmark Channel, apparently, there's too much uh, hedonism going on there. It's got to go to a real company where they value things. You know, Hallmark Channel. Well, whatever. Anyway. No, Hallmark's, no, no. No, no, she moved on from yeah, Hallmark Hallmark's, to Great American yeah, Country because she said that's a real, Hallmark. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a real, what are they showing now on the Hallmark Channel? Like, bloody horror movies? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Anyway. I wish they were. All I know is. Horror. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure has a double life. I know she's an actress. That's the that's the gig, right? But like you hear her talking about great American country. I got to go there. They've got family values. I value family values. That's where I want to be. I'm going to make my little drink a cup of hot cocoa movies for Christmas time. That's all well and good. Then she goes on, you know, the Netflix show Fuller House. And every other episode, it's like what her and a that? dude make it out. Oh, man. I th- There's a lot what, of. Th- what is she getting naked? I mean, she's an quite. actress. Bomb. No, not quite. I'm just saying. Talk about family values, and then you go out here and you just... Oh, it's a job. I, it's a job you don't have to take. Is she doing? Is she not doing well? She's got to pay the bills. Oh, got to pay the bills. What Pavel Bure's money just all burned up in a house fire? Is what she happened? married to Pavel or the other one? Oh, yeah, I is forgot. Valerie? Oh, right. It might be Valerie Bure. Valerie right. doesn't have any money. She's making money. Maybe he doesn't have any money. He doesn't have any man. Play the NHL. He's, not, he's, he's got, got the money. She's got money. Get out of here. The Olsen twins haven't had to do oh, anything for 20 twins. years. And they've got money. You know what they're She's doing right now? She's on the same show as them. Heroin. Probably. That's not, that's, I don't know that. I don't know that I'm going to say Olsen twins doing heroin. I don't. I'm and not, a 70-year-old dude I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say any of that is what I'm not going to say. Wasn't one of them married to like a 70-year-old or something? Uh, Something like that? Something I know, like that. Wasn't one, one of them was definitely around when Heath Ledger kicked it, right? Right. I think that they was were doing thing. heroin with him. No. <laughs> Just had a, just had what a are couple, you afraid? Just that had a couple Bud Lights. Michelle Tanner's going to sue us? What's yes. the matter with you? I actually am very terrified of any lawyer she could afford. Because that lawyer, let me tell you something right now. Well, that lawyer has negotiated. That Coming lawyer, out of the radio station. That lawyer has negotiated some deals for the Olsons throughout the years. I hear it was the Olsen twins. They killed Common Man and T-Bone. Oh, <laughs> what a story. We would go out legends, though. That would be a thing. We would be legends I if that heard, happened. I heard T-Bone was riding Topanga when he got whacked. <laughs> and he got whacked by the Olsen twins. <laughs> I just, I'm impressed with the setup that you just came That's up with right there. That's a good punk band name, Riding Topanga. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. Put that on the marquee. Nope, you don't Sold get, out tonight. They won't sell out any Riding shows. They Topanga. Get, they'll get banned from lots of venues, I would guess. That would probably be what happened. Yeah. I just want to focus on Danielle Fischel, who is 41 right, not, years old. We're not doing the rundown. I Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Riding Topanga with opening act Monster Magnet. Oh, yeah. Good. Great. Look at this photograph. That's not them. This is no, I know. Band. I know. Okay. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Didn't you defend Nickelback as being good? They have moments. I, I haven't seen them. 
What if the only way you can ride Topanga is if Nickelback <laughs> is playing? Chad Kroger is in the corner commenting. I just, I don't know why this is the image I've got is that she's a velociraptor and I've thrown a saddle on her and we're like, she's like morphed into velociraptor and I'm Chad Kroger is in the corner with his perm Mm. commenting on what you're doing. Well, he probably has like a giant bathroom that you can play baseball in. That's what I've heard heard he has. So there you go. Yeah, and all in the shower. All right. Ginger Ninja's dead. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Boy meets world. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound at 270. Still working to get this one clear. Another accident on Lane Avenue west of Kenny Road. This crash does involve injuries. And another accident on North Broadway west of North High Street. This accident involves injuries as well. Please be careful as traffic builds. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on Michigan Honey Crisp Apples. Just 99 cents a pound. Now through November 15th. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. And I'm, I'm tired of you getting me off track. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I had You're a plan right. for the last segment, and it said I got to hear about you riding Topanga. I, that's a creation only in your head, my friend. Mm. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, Ginger Ninja, Andy Dalton, could be dead. He's a starting quarterback of the Saints. Well, Jameis Winston started as a starting quarterback. Then he hurt himself and was bad. Uh, Andy Dalton comes in. They weren't winning games, but the offense was looking better. So Dennis Allen said, Andy Dalton's my guy. Well, now they're bad. They've scored 23 total points in back-to-back losses. And he's saying about the quarterback position, I think we got to look at everything. Yeah, I think we've got to look at everything. And that'll be a process we go through today and tomorrow as we get ready for the Rams. Now, Jameis Winston is back. uh, And he's practicing and all that. But his back is apparently not 100% and probably won't be forever, they're saying. (laughs) But he still could start this game against the Rams because Andy Dalton in the offense has been that bad. Yeah, that's... uh, I mean... Andy Dalton had a very long, very good career, right? By most measurements of football, he had a very long, very good yeah, he career. Was, he was a good player. Did he have a great And then career? the lights came on, yeah. and he pooped all over himself. Well, every time that he was in primetime games, for the most part, with a couple of exceptions that prove the rule, he was not good in those primetime games. What is the stat we just had the other day? Oh, I forget. Where he's it, lost his last 12 primetime well, games? Is I that right? He had another one, right? I think he lost another one. I think, I think it was 11. Stat. Yeah, okay. I think it was 11 and now it's 12. Right. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not been good. So this is not, it's not a, it's a surprise to me that he's not able to function as even like a fill in backup quarterback, but it's not a surprise that ultimately his career is on the way down. I mean, at his peak, he was a very good quarterback. Never one of the elite guys, never one of the great quarterbacks to play a very good quarterback who's better than almost anyone else who has ever tried to play football, but that doesn't cut it in the NFL. Good news, Bone. What's that, man? ESPN College Game Day is heading to Bozeman, Montana. Oh, I saw for that. For the first time. Montana, Montana State, yes, right? Yes, Montana, Montana the State. Bo Bishop Bowl. Yes. I don't remember which one he went to, but he went to one of them. State? I'm going to say State. How many illegitimate kids of Bo Bishop will be in the crowd <laughs> for this game? Okay. Over under 15. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Riding uh, to Panga. I don't even know what's happening now. I I will say this uh, though. What is do one of these two schools have an indoor facility? Am I wrong? I don't know. Ted, I think would know this. One of the schools. No, does. I think they're both. Well, maybe the facility's indoor, no, but no, no, I think no, no, both the, these the stadiums. Stadium. No, I think they're both outside. Who am I thinking of? You're this? thinking of the Fargo Dome. North Dakota State. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just confusing all the I cold think weather. all the Dakotas have indoor. Yes. I think you're right. Okay. It's crazy. Does Idaho have a. Idaho does. Yeah. The, the Vandals. Vandals. Yeah. yeah right. they do. I thought they did. Okay. Yes. So every state around them pretty much has a dome except for the two schools in Montana. Yeah. Well, Boise State's outside with the grass. No, no, but I'm talking about the small level schools. Well, that's I, not grass. Well, you know, no, it's, the blue, it's the blue turf. Blue turf. Yeah. Mm. It'll be game day's second FCS matchup of the season, a rarity in the show's history. Uh, this year, they have gone to App State, Jackson State, and Kansas, I, and now they're to, heading to Montana. You have to read that sentence, though, because it the way it, Kansas just gets shoved in there really sucks for Kansas. Well, it says, the, no, I know read, what they mean. Because they're like, usually they go to Power 5 schools and big-time matchups and for Power Kansas. 5. And then they're like, yeah, this year they went to App State and this other place and Kansas. And it's like, well, Kansas is a Power 5 school, but I know what you mean. Not really. Like, never feels like a Power 5 school. At least hasn't for a while. Not in football. Now, the campuses love this because it's marketing for them. Jackson State, for example... Estimated that game day was part of a weekend that earned $8.9 million for Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, that's so good. The, the show directly doesn't earn $8.9 million, but all the attention brought to the game and people coming in and spending money, $8.9 million. And I guess I'm probably, I'm guessing they probably factor in the idea that people might go, you know what? I, we should go to Jackson. We like, we've talked about it. Yeah, we have relatives there. there. Let's Look, go. That'd hey. be fun to go watch a game there sometime. People in that region might, who otherwise may never travel there, might say, yeah, let's, let's get a hotel and go to one of their games. Do you like game day going to these smaller locales or do you? Yeah, that's great. All right. It doesn't, it doesn't always have to be at the biggest. I mean, we've seen that, right? How long has game day been on the air? Since the late 90s, mid 90s? They've gone to, do you want to see them at an SEC campus? They've been on about every SEC campus, I would guess, right? They've been to most of the Big Ten campuses. They've been to a lot they of schools. They can't go campuses. back to a lot of those places because Corso's got illegitimate children at those campuses. Oh, you thought it was Corso? That's why Corso puts the mascot head on to avoid the I paternity like, I suits. I like how we're all definitely avoiding the guy who probably does have Oh, no. I mean, people know. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He's in church. Yep. Obviously, we're talking about Reese Davis. Oh, he's a fiend. Mm -hmm. Are you That's kidding? Right. Him and Fowler when and they hit Fowler, the town? Sure. Yeah, of course. No, I Check just... him out on OnlyFans. Uh, Reese's Chris... Pieces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the idea that Chris Fowler is calling tennis and then taking pictures of his feet. Chris Fowler is... Like he's a workout fanatic. I know now. he is. Well, he's got he's got the bod. He could make it work. He didn't always have the bod, though. No, but he does now. He got that later in life, which you know is a red flag. What do you mean? It's Middle a red aged flag. man starts getting really in shape. I'm not talking about losing weight and trying to be healthy. I was I'm talking say, physically gets a beach bod when you're 45 years old. Come on, is that a red flag? Yes, that's not for health. That's for doing younger chicks. <laughs> You can be healthy without hey, looking back, like that. We're back. To, we're back to Sergey. Do you disagree again. with me? No, I think there's a legitimate reason no, that someone not, might want to no, get in shape to that level. In shape is different from lo looking like a 25 year old with your shirt off. Well, what do you think Geraldo looks like that for? Just for health? Well, no, right. he's he's trying to get women to play with his mustache. <laughs> 
Let me be very clear and tell you, I don't think that anyone who's doing that is a hundred, a hundred percent well adjusted. I think that's like, they might be doing that instead of going to therapy. I don't know if it's just to get with other people is is. what I'm saying. It's just to get with other people. Unless you're a former professional athlete, like Troy Aikman is ripped. Well, why is he allowed to be ripped and I'm not or anybody else isn't like, why can't if someone can do it? Because he was ripped. Now he's more ripped. You were never ripped. No, I think it's the I think you become ripped. I think it's weirder when the guys who were ripped are like, I got to do that again. It's like you did it. You have all the pictures. There's posters of you being ripped. People who have never been ripped are like, I actually want to get down to 2% body fat. No. Well, you've never done it. Good for you. Not good for you. Crazy. (laughs) Weird. All right. Uh, game show coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash still causing heavy slowdowns on the east side of I-70 westbound at 270. It is blocking the left lane. Also a mix of rain and snow moving through the area. This could be affecting the visibility of the roadways and creating unsafe conditions. Please make sure to slow down accordingly, especially around sharp curves. This traffic report is sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is all your favorite bets. From the money line to point spreads to player props, plus get your money paid fast. This football season, make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Tonight on The Fan, Buckeye Show at 6, 7 o'clock, Jackets time. Jackets and Flyers over at Nationwide. Again, this is an ESPN Plus game, which means no local television. Mm. The only place you can catch it for free is right here on The Fan. Coverage starting at 7. Are you ready for the game? I'm ready to do it. What is the game? Where is uh, the music for the game? It's World Cup trivia, Mike. The World Cup starts up on Sunday. Who's playing on Sunday? Uh, That would be Qatar and someone. Not interested. All right. Well, they're the host country, so they get in regardless. Um, But yeah, so that's coming up. By the way, don't forget, Bone and Beam United, our soccer podcast. We will have coverage of the World Cup for you every day of the tournament. We're going to be posting podcasts. Are you pumping this or what? Well, we're we're doing a lot of work. We should get we should get people to listen to it. But we also did group previews of all the different groups. There's eight of them. They're out now. U.S. national team previews coming up later this week. Also, a full World Cup preview. That's all coming up later. Here we go. Uh, it's Cutter and Ecuador, by the way, Sunday at 11 a.m. Throw out the record books. That's right. When those, when those two, two get together. Agreed, totally. What nation has won the most World Cups, Mike? Germany, Italy, or Brazil? I'm going to say it's Germany, Bone. Ooh, sorry. I'm going to say it's Brazil. Uh, there you go. Hey, Brazil. you got it right. Yeah. I meant Brazil. Brazil has, do you have a guess on how many they've won? Uh, six. Close. Five. Uh, they won in 1958, 1962, 1970, 1994, and 2002. Last time they won. Uh, Germany and Italy have four World Cups apiece. Italy so can't even make the World Cup now. No, I know, right? They have four, and they missed the last two. How about that? Uh, who is the all-time leading World Cup goal scorer? Hand of God guy. Well, here are the options. Not correct. Miroslav Klosa. Gerd Muller, Gerd or Pele. So none of those are the hand of God guys. Well, anytime, what's the guy's name? Which one? Hand Gerd? of God guy. Uh, that would be Maradona. Okay, every time he comes up and I say I don't know who he is, you yell at me. 
you should know who he is, but he's well, he's, he's not, not the this he's not the leading World Cup goal scorer of it's all probably time. Probably not Pele. I've I've heard of him. Who mm-hmm. was the first guy? Uh, Miroslav Klose. All right, let's go with that. Good guess. You're right. Miroslav Klose, a German striker, 16 goals in his World Cup career. Gerd Muller, also German striker, he had 14 in his World Cup career. Pele only had 12. What a what piece a, of crap. What a loser. Glad he's dead. When was the last time he's alive? He's not dead. When, when was the last time England won a World Cup? Never. Uh, right? I wish that were true, but it's oh, not. I thought it never won. The last time they won was 1966, so pretty much never. I mean, it was a long time ago. I do have to tell you that on Friday, hmm. I've been told that the Queen will be here Oh, for her World Cup preview. Oh, I'm excited on about Friday. that. That's very yes. good. Well, England defeated in 1966 West Germany 4-2. to The and good Germany. That's, well, yes, that's the one that was allowed yeah. to be in there. Right, right, right. And the tournament was held in England, so that was a big deal because they won it, and then they haven't done anything since, so they suck. Uh, ne- <laughs> that's not true. They're very good. I'm just kidding. Uh, next up, Zinedine Zidane headbutted a player for which team in the 2006 World Cup final? Was it Italy, Spain, or England? He headbutted someone. This is famous, famous incident. Guy headbutted another dude. Was it the, the team that that I'll guy say, played for? I'll say Italy. You are correct. The guy's name is Marco Matarazzi. My guy. Ended up, Italy won that World Cup in 2006. And that was a big part. They got one of the best players for France. Zinedine Zidane got kicked off the field for that. It was a big deal. Uh, next up, which nation is the only nation to participate in every World Cup since it started? Argentina, France, or Brazil? Hmm. Well, you said Brazil's... They've won a lot. When did it start? When was the first World that Cup? That would be 1930. 1930. France. It's Brazil. Oh, uh, see, I'm overthinking should, it. You should have just gone with I'm it. I'm overthinking. Brazil has appeared in all 22 iterations of the World Cup. Argentina has 18 appearances. France has 16. I was uh, thinking maybe Brazil couldn't get there or something. No. Travel right. at the, in 1930. No one could move anywhere. Uh, what animal was the official mascot for the 1998 World Cup in France? A rooster, an elephant, or a canary? Elephant doesn't make any sense. Nope. You're right. Canary. Nope. Rooster. You're wrong. Rooster Rooster. is correct. Uh, Technically, the the official name of the mascot was a cockerel, which is a type of rooster. So there you go. Which musical instrument was banned by FIFA after the 2010 World the Cup? The Vuvuzela, right? Yeah, there, there you go. Your options were going to be piccolos, electric guitars, or Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. Uh, the high volume can lead to permanent hearing loss for unprotected ears after close-range exposure with a sound level of 120 decibels, which is the threshold of pain, at one meter from the device opening. So you can experience some pretty intense pain from that. Which British pop star performed at the opening ceremonies of the most recent World Cup 2018? Was it Elton John, Ed Sheeran, or Robbie Williams? Mmm. I want to say Elton. No. No. It's Robbie Williams. He had a bright red suit on, and he's going to be performing in Cutter, and people are not happy about Why? it. Why? Because Cutter has a lot of uh, 
issues with human rights and oh, Robbie Williams is... Uh, I, I just don't know if they had a problem yeah. with him or no, just the, the fact they, that they he's don't, going. They think it's bad of him to go. There. I see. Uh, I understand. Next up. Who is the youngest manager to win the World Cup? Mario Zagallo, Alberto Supici, or Sepp Herberger? Sean McVay. <laughs> Correct. You said Alberto Supici, and you are correct. He was the manager of Uruguay. 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 Also, uh, he also played on the team I've when they won the World Cup. Great things about Uruguay. Did you know that Uruguay won the inaugural World Cup? Everyone who goes there says you got to go to Uruguay. I want to go. Uruguay. I'm, I'm up for it. A world. Here's true or false question for you. A World Cup winning team has never been managed by someone of a different nationality than the team they're managing. True or false? This is for a World Cup winning team. They've never been managed by someone from another country when they've won it the sounds World Cup. Rid- I'll say true, even though You're, it sounds ridiculous. You are correct. Every World Cup winner has been managed by someone who was from that country. It's just crazy to me. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Maybe one more. Come on. I'm trying to see. Um, all right. What about the crotch sniffer? Anything no, from him? No, nothing from Joachim Law. I don't have anything on that. Which player scored a record 13 goals in a single tournament? Pele, Maradona, or Just Fontaine? Well, you said Pele didn't even have... 13 total goals, right? Oh, that's correct. Good out of so you. So what, you, what are you doing with well, Pele Well, Maradona or Juiced Fontaine? Priest Fontaine. You're correct. French soccer player who scored those goals in the 1958 World Cup. Still the most of all time. No one scored more than that. In one World Cup. Thanks, Bone. You're not welcome. Why did I say pre- is Priest Fontaine? It's not a person. You're thinking of Steve Prefontaine, maybe? Yes, that's what I'm thinking that, of. I was thinking of Kansas City Chiefs running back Priest Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have one last one for you. What year was the World Cup first broadcast on TV? 46, 50, or 54? 50. 54. Want to know how much Want to know how much the inaugural broadcast rights were sold for the World Cup? One dollar. <laughs> the world broadcast the world rights. Cup, yes, the world broadcast rights. They were well. They only sold in England because that was the country that had TVs everywhere and wanted it. And it was twenty five hundred dollars they paid to the Swiss Football Association. That's right. where FIFA's based. Okay. Now you know. Thank you, Bone. That they was pay, riveting. They pay slightly more now for what it's worth. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has finally cleared from North Broadway west of North High Street. We're planning some residual slowdowns in that area. And now watching a crash on Hamilton Road south of Winchester Pike. This crash does involve injuries. Please use careful over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Shop the Black Friday sale for the gift to better sleep. You'll get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $700 on select mattresses from top brands. Plus, we'll add a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. Shop in stores or at mattressfirm.com. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Jeff Thidoff is filling in for Tito tonight. Not filling in. Yeah, there you go. You got it right. Tito, Jeff Thidoff is filling in for Timmy tonight. Yeah. 
And then correct. it's Jackets time at 7 o'clock. Jackets and Flyers over at Nationwide. The re-re-return of John Tortorella. Mm-hmm. That is an ESPN Plus game. But, of course, you can listen to it for free here on The Fan. Um, so, Mike, I saw this from our guy, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Your guy. Who is a longtime radio host, used to be host of Mike and the Mad Dog. So, Russo is very upset about Bill Cower. Because, Why? well, Bill Cower on the CBS broadcast, obviously former NFL head coach, Hall of Famer, Bill Cower attacked, he says, attacked uh, Jeff Saturday, who got the job as the Colts head coach and won his first game. And good for him. But Bill Cower on the Sunday show said that it was a slap in the face of the profession and disgrace to the coaching profession. That was actually the term he used. And also called it a travesty. So Mad Dog is mad because he says, what gives Bill Cower the right, this hypocrite, to say Jeff Saturday doesn't belong on a sideline? He's never coached on the and at any level before. Hold on a second. So Chris Russo, mad at Bill Cower, hot take guy, yeah, is mad at Bill Cower for having a hot take. Yes, that's okay. right. All right, because Bill Cower just want to make sure. Well, now he is saying though that Bill Cower is being hypocritical because he's saying, did Bill Cower go work in Racine, Wisconsin, before he got the big call up to CBS? Did he cut his teeth doing you know football games in Iowa? Is that before, how this, is this how this works? Is apparently, there, according to Mad is Dog, there a Russo hierarchy is. of well, Broadcasting for ex-jocks and coaches? Yeah, he's saying that Bill Cower should put in the word. If you're going to say Jeff Saturday shouldn't get the call to be a head coach. Did Chris Russo go to Racine? Well, that's the other thing. Right. <laughs> just, just wondering. Right. Or did you stay your entire life in market number one and the surrounding area? Right. What about all the guys, Russo, that were born in New York and ended up on the radio in New York and they did all their radio stuff at New York? Like, what about those guys? But anyway, that's a whole other discussion for another day. The point is... I think where Russo misses this is that Bill Cower is saying coaching is difficult. Jeff Saturday has never been a coach and that takes a lot of responsibility. I know this well because I've been a head coach myself and it's difficult. Chris Russo is saying being a broadcaster is equally difficult. And Mike, you and I would say that being a broadcaster is not easy. It is certainly difficult work, but if you think it is the hardest job in broadcasting to do what Bill Cower does once a week for a few hours, you're out of your mind. We talked 20 minutes about riding Topanga from Boy Meets <laughs> well, World today. Right. I'm just saying, like, if Russo says a guy getting the number one air shift in New York City who's never done any radio, but he's a football guy, that might have some weight to it. Although, maybe check with Boomer Esiason before you have that hot take because he did that and he. I don't think did a lot of radio prior to working at the fan in New York, but that's not the argument. Bill Cowher's not being asked to call NFL games. He's not being asked to broadcast for three hours a day, talking all kinds of sports. He's literally asked bill this game this weekend, you were a coach, which team looks like the better team. He goes, I think this team is, they go great back to our 17 other former players and coaches who can argue with you about that. That's the job. I'm not going to watch on Thursday night because Tony Gonzalez didn't go do TV in Wichita first. Right. 
I'm not going to watch. I don't think Bill Cowher being on TV is any, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not nearly as difficult as being a head coach in the NFL. There's no way it is. Are we also just like, what? Jeff Saturday won a game on Sunday. Well, I know. What does that mean? Like parade? Victory lap for him? Right. It's still a poorly run organization with seemingly no plan. Chris Russo cares deeply. Like if the Jets said, hey, Nick Mangold's the head coach now. Right. He'd lose his mind. He'd lose his mind, and rightfully so. He'd say, what the hell are we doing? Just because he played on the offensive line, now he's a head coach? He has no experience whatsoever. But because it's the Colts, and it's not threatening to him in any way, then it's no big deal. I don't think Bill... By the way, I don't think Bill Cowher's a hypocrite for saying coaching hard, maybe Jeff Saturday not ready to do that. But also, Jeff Saturday got to be on ESPN with zero television experience, as far as I know, prior to doing it. So Russo's saying, ah, oh, that's hypocritical of Cower. Jeff Saturday also did that. Like Chris Russo's hosted shows with lots of guys who have done that over the years. Like, what are we talking about? It's a different thing. How many guys have been given the NFL head coaching job in the last 60 years after having no coaching experience? The answer is zero. Who was it? Like, was it? Uh, Norm Van Lachlan or whatever his name was. What sure. was the guy's? Whatever. Norm Van Brocklin sure. and Norman Lear. I don't know. One of the Norman two. Norman Lear alive. Right. Norm Van Brocklin, I think, was the last guy who got that. And it was in the 60s or 50s when they did that. It was a long time ago that someone's been a head coach with no head coaching experience in the NFL. All right. Back page. Let's do it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Well, well, man, we were talking about music in Qatar uh, and Robbie Williams playing uh, at the World Cup in 2018 in Russia. He is also playing at the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, But rock legend Rod Stewart turned down, he says, a million-dollar offer to perform at the World Cup. 77-year-old told the British newspaper The Times he was offered to play there 15 months ago but decided against the offer because, quote, it's not right to go. He said he did not like the human rights record of the country and turned down a million dollars. I mean, he's probably got a hundred million dollars. Easier to do when you have a million dollars, but sure, let him live. Uh, There's an article I saw that uh, was basically asking the question, how does Pete Davidson keep ending up with all these hot women? Uh, he has now been seen, apparently, with the newly single Emily Radajowski, who is uh, one of the very hot people on Instagram. She's 31 years old. She's a model. He's 28. It's almost like these people are emotionally damaged, and they use each other for support and publicity. Well, maybe. But uh, a body language expert was brought in to discuss this, and this body language expert uh, told the... This was the Mail Online that... Uh, Pete Davidson, M A L E? No, no, no. Like the British, like the Mail, like the Daily Mail. I don't know if it was all about dudes with big peepees. Gotcha. Pete Davidson's alpha vibe and reputation as a rebound date is helping him in Hollywood's leading ladies sector. So that's why he's doing well. And finally, Taylor Swift broke Ticketmaster. Uh, what film, happened? Film it a People, her her presale went on uh, today for her tour, and it killed the website. Like the website, all of it. Like, you can go to Ticketmaster right now, literally, or at least I did a couple hours ago, and it said, we're sorry, none of this works, we're fixing it. Like, the whole website just has not been working. Maybe it's up now, but it wasn't as of a few hours ago, so people have been tweeting about it. String Bean runs Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. Buckeye Show's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing some delays on Hamilton Road south of Winchester Pike. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful over here. You'll also find a crash causing backups on the west side of I-70 westbound after 670. It is blocking the right side. What a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at the local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on Michigan. Honey Crisp Apples, just 99 cents a pound. Now through November 15th. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.